All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome. It's been a been a hot while uh, since the last coffee with Clemps, and now we're in a new home. Ooh, a new YouTube channel to uh, to place all the videos. I guess if you're listening on SoundCloud, it's the same place as always. But hello, guys. Uh, how are you all doing today? We have a very special guest in in the form in the form of Cadicarus. Why don't you introduce yourself, my friend? Yeah, I'll introduce myself. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Clemps. Might have been a hot while, but it's been a hot while of time in this country what the hell can we swear can we swear on oh, this oh we can we can say fucking bugger and all kinds of words in okay this. then then what the fuck uk <laughs> jesus sorry i should be introducing myself i am jim caddick also known as caddickorus on youtube um and i basically just go by caddy to everyone and anyone including my girlfriend and her kids um the only people that have only only ever called me james are my parents and that's it uh, i i also have the same situation with my name uh so my 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 birth name, my human name is uh, is Luke, but everybody calls me Clemps. Ever since high school, people have called me Clemps. Even even your parents? Ugh, no, not my parents. My my parents call me Luke. Uh, my partner calls me Luke. Um, sometimes, anyway, sometimes they'll call me Clemps. I thought you were going to say, like, Clementine or something. That would have been great. Clementine! <laughs> oh, darling Clementine. <laughs> but yeah, you are, you're definitely right about it being a, a bit of a time here in the UK, and what a time it's been over the last few days. It is mm. a time, yes, it Ooh, is a time. It certainly is, my friend, uh, with the, the heat especially. Now, we were talking a little bit before the show started, just in terms of the heat in the UK. And I know this is something which is widely mocked if you're anywhere but the UK, because people seem to misunderstand the fact that that we do not have aircon here. The big joke. Okay, so, okay, so this is what some of you listeners out there need to understand, right? This is what you, this is, you need to get your shit right, okay? So, not only are none of our houses built with air conditioning because okay well no let's start from the big let's start from the beginning right let's start from the beginning we are on a tiny island right we are wherever you are in this country you are no further than two hours away from the sea there is no central point that is further than two hours away from the sea in this country meaning when it gets hot the sea evaporates and it completely bathes the country in thick sticky warm watery air so humidity is mainly the problem the the, the temperature isn't really the problem it's the humidity it's the thickness of the air so that's the first thing you've got to consider second of all the word heat wave is relative it doesn't mean a certain <laughs> temperature it means a temperature proportionately high to compared to what the usual climate of your country is like for us a heat wave is about 26 27 degrees c yes and so when we're in about 33 35 that's beyond heat wave for us like Clems was saying we do not have ac in our homes at all and instead our homes are built to keep in the heat with bricks and mortar and insulation we are basically living in mattresses with bricks outside that is what our houses are and the issue is with uh, with global warming is now now our, our little country is starting to get even hotter and hotter yeah we're just yeah we yeah we're just we're just baking we're in a little like we you know when you go to like a, a a sandwich place and they have like um toasted sandwiches that you can buy and then they put it in the microwave for you and they're in like a little wrapping oh yeah to, so in, in order to steam the sandwich through properly, that's what we are. We're a steamed sandwich bag. That's what we are. Literally, I was going. You go outside to see grannies turning into bacon. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Yeah, you could fry an egg on the pavement. It's not. It's nuts. Oh, you absolutely could. Um. Yeah. So it's 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 crazy, and it's like it, it, the fact that people don't get that is a bit silly. Like even if you go to 
shops and restaurants, they will have aircon, but it's not even that good. Yeah. Because most of the time, this is the problem with us, most of the time we get maybe two weeks in total, 14 days in the summer of it being like 28 degrees plus, mm-hmm. And the rest of the time, it is a good 10, 13 degrees. And then the rest of the time, it is like in the minuses. That's the problem. We, we can go from minus five in the winter to 35 in the summer. That's the problem. And we're not built for it. We're not built for it. Yeah, we're built for a cold, wet climate. And when it does this, we ain't we ain't prepared. It's like, imagine if you go to Innsmouth and all the little fish people are walking about and all of a sudden a heat wave hits them. That's us. Yeah. We are the Innsmouth fish people. Yeah, we're melting and turning into fish. That is exactly, exactly. what's happening. <laughs> Can I say, I'm also really glad that you took, you took the reins on that one because usually it's people getting angry at me for saying that. Oh God, no, I'm, I'm going to take the reins from you, you Clementine. <laughs> you need to be reined in. Oh, oh. I know, I was going to say, well, I'm hoping we do get some rain soon. Ha ha ha, that was funny, wasn't it? We already um, got rain, so oh, fuck you. I'm so jealous, I'm so jealous. I was I was saying this before, but um, where I am right now, I'm kind of closer to the ocean, I guess. Um, it's maybe about 20 minutes away by bus, and we hit 35 degrees, which in general for the UK is peak hotness. I think we hit 40 degrees. Did we hit 40 degrees last year? I don't remember hitting 40. I think we might have hit 37 at the max. Maybe I'm crazy, yeah. But I, also, classic time. Two, two, two Brits coming together and we're talking about the weather. Ha <laughs> ha, classic. Um, but yes, it was it was very, very hot yesterday. And I'm I'm recording a new video, so I had to turn off my fan. Um, I had to turn off my portable air conditioning, which my mum got me um, from overseas. God bless her heart. God bless her soul. And it's it's tiny, and I'm going to be honest, much love to my mum. It doesn't really work that well. Okay, well, okay, I'll tell you what. We've got, we, we like, it got so hot for us, we had to spend a good, like, 200 quid on this giant, bloody industrial, like, air cooling thing. Oh, so, that sounds amazing. What, it, it does a much better job than a fan. It's still not great, but it, it does a bit a better job. So what you do is you, it, it acts as a normal fan, but then you press this button and then you're able to fill the thing up with water and then put ice packs in it. So you can get freezing cold water in this fan and then it and then it uses the water in this little like pipe system and then it drips the hot, the freezing cold water into the fan mechanism. So it essentially blows freezing cold oh. air. It's, it's, yeah, it's portable aircon, but it was expensive. It is heavy duty. It's not the prettiest thing, but it works. So at this point, I'd, I'd, I'd give up beauty just to be cool. I really would. Like even today, it's not that hot, but I'm, I'm sweating right now in my room. Oh yeah, well same here. I mean, with all the computers and screens and shit, it's horrible. Yeah. Oh, my office is the worst. Uh, I'm actually sleeping downstairs now. Because uh, the place I rent, uh, it's, it's not a bad place. It's a little bit tiny, but what can you do? Downstairs, I, I've met, I've turned the front room into like a mini guest room. And I'm sleeping in the front room now because the, the heat just rises in this house. And it's absolutely horrible. Yep, same I here. Can't, yeah, I cannot sleep in my bedroom. Um, so I have to go and sleep then in the front room where everybody can see me sleeping. But I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't, I don't care at this point. I want to be cool. Yeah. But you know what? I guess, other than all this, like, what have you been up to in general? Me? No, I was uh, talking to the other caddy right now. <laughs> the other caddy next to you. Oh, I didn't know if you're talking to yourself. <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, I've been working and that's it. That is, I've been working and I have been trying to get out and about as much as I can without getting into too many people's faces. And we have been 
trying to study the different um, supermarkets around here and trying to figure out which supermarkets are best with their um, mask guidelines and everything and their sanitizing and everything like that. I can tell you one thing, Asda are fucking terrible. Um, mm. Like, most of the people that go in there are fine, but it's the st- none of the staff wear anything. Are they really? None of them. And none of them are none of them are cleaning... At least the one by us, none of them are cleaning their hands and none of them are wearing any kind of protection whatsoever. Oh my god. And they're the ones I worry about because they're the ones handling all the fucking food and touching different boxes and dealing with different people all the time. So they're the people that freak me out. So yeah, Asda have been very disappointing for us because we used to shop there all the fucking time, but we don't want to go oh, there for anymore. God's sake. Uh, Tesco are not great and annoyingly co-op have been the best for us but that's we don't like shopping in co-op so like but we haven't really got i'd rather be safe so you know we've we've got vulnerable people in our family so we and we need to feed them so we need to go to safe places oh totally my uh my mum works for the nhs so it's kind of um and she's been working in it shit yeah oh i know absolutely my mum's a goddamn hero i love her i mean she she is also um uh, she is a vulnerable person as well. So not only does she work for the... And she's been working in it, shit. Oh, she's been working daily. Um, she's planning on moving at the end of the year, though, because she literally says, like, work is killing her right now. Um, and uh, you know what, honestly? Mo- what, moving to another country? Oh, I mean, it's just like... The, the way the NHS is, I mean, for, for those of you out of America, I feel like the NHS is definitely the biggest thing brought up whenever, uh, like, UK people have something angry to talk about. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, that's the like. Whenever people ask, like, "Oh, what's stopping you from like?" I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that are stopping me from moving country. But like, the the big logical thing is that I like I can go and see a doctor whenever the fuck I want, and I can be told, "Oh, nothing's wrong with you. You're just a little bit paranoid," and I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. And I can, and we, and if we need to, we can call an ambulance, and it doesn't cost us anything. We can give birth, and it doesn't cost us anything. And and like even with medicine and stuff, like I'm on meds and. I've seen how much my meds cost. If I was to get the same dosage every month of the two meds that I need every month, instead of paying £18 a month for what I need now, I'd be paying about $400 a month. So that's why the NHS is a fucking important thing, and that's why it's disgraceful that no one is looking after it, and all we can do is just sit back and watch, because... Everyone voted in the people that are underfunding it, and that's all we can do is just sit back and watch as it falls to pieces. That's all we can do. All we can do is vote and watch. One of the most depressing things, like, ever. I I just don't understand how anybody would not want this. It's, I mean, it's just, it's it's magic. It really is. It's, it's, It's definitely a luxury. Because the th- the thing is the problem with a lot of people, and I think it's a, I mean this isn't a Britishism. This is a this is a thing that lots of other people have as well. But I think people don't give a fuck until something happens to them. Yeah. And th- as far as they're concerned, if if they think that we're investing too much money or they're doing whatever the hell wrong or blah blah blah, basically if it doesn't affect lots of people in this country, they won't bother ig- acknowledging that it's a problem. Same with same with some of the anti-mask people that should be wearing a mask but cut but but just are choosing not to just because they choose not to. It's the same thing. It's like until they get sick, they ain't gonna fucking know. Until their family gets sick, they ain't gonna fucking know. It's it's all it's all the the, the world is burning, Caddy, my friend. <laughs> The world, the world, the world is burning, and we're on the pyre. Yeah, and we're here. We are shouting at video games. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> saving the world. Hooray! We're saving it from via entertainment. I hope. I, I really, I really do hope. Um. So I guess on the topic of the UK, there is a question here regarding uh, from uh, from people on Twitter. Um. And I, I think this one definitely relates to both of us. It's from at Punk Scorpio Zero. 
and they say, if it's okay for either of you, I was always curious which part of the UK the both of you were from. I spent five of my years studying in Birmingham and spent much of my time uh, putting either one of you on the TV in the common room with my housemates. Ah. Thank you. Thank. I was gonna just say. I was gonna say thank you, housemates, and completely forget Scorpio. So that's that, that was <laughs> shit of me. Thank you, Scorpio and housemates. Sorry, it wasn't just the housemates that are nice. It's Scorpio as well. Yeah, very sweet of you. In fact, actually, if it's Scorpio zero, does that mean it's Scorpio? Oh, Scorpio. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't answer the question, does it? Um. Okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Um. So I am from Suffolk. Suffolk is is most usually known as farmer country. You, you get the the classic Suffolk accent. Oh, is it an OR? Is it? Oh, it's always oh, very, it's very close. OR, I love this accent. It's, it's pretty, pretty close. Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting. The Suffolk accent. Um, very the, the, the tractor boys. The thing about living in Suffolk is you can go to a town, and as soon as you leave that town, you, you're literally driving through miles of fields before you reach the next town. Yeah, I, that's where I used to live in a place like that. It was fucking misery. Yeah, I, let's just say, um, I would like to move from Suffolk eventually. It's, it's not that it's horrendous or anything like that, but it's not where I want to be. You know, I'd actually like to to go somewhere where things are a little bit more lively, I suppose. Um, because, you know, it's just, it's like living in the bloody town from Persona 4 sometimes. It's just, it's literally like that. I would laugh, but I've never played it. <laughs> That's a, that is a funny joke. <laughs> I've never played Persona at all, apart from the first one on the PS Classic for like th- half an hour, and that was interesting. Oh, interesting. Uh, ever had any interest? I've, I've people just keep, you know, it's, it's like the Undertale thing. Everyone just kept telling me to play it. And that was all that I've been hearing. And it's the same with Yakuza. People keep saying, you need to, you need to, you need to. And I'm just, I'm now burnt out by hearing I need to. So now my expectations are now unrealistically high. And I just don't think I'm gonna, like, if I, if I wasn't in, I'm not that I wasn't interested, but if I wasn't massively jumping on the bandwagon straight away, there was probably a reason for that. So people telling me over and over and over again that I should have jumped on the bandwagon makes me feel a bit bitter. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think if it was anything. I, there's only been a few anime where I felt like that in the past. Um, I think one of them was Hunter Hunter or Hunter X Hunter, as some people call it, which is actually one of my favorite shows now since I started watching it. And I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong. But I think the other one, I, I think it must have been Persona as well. My friends in high school, um, I was always the Final Fantasy boy. Right. And my friends at one point, they, they, they dropped off Final Fantasy and they were like, nah, Persona. Persona's the new hotness. Okay, so well, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. I have never been a big JRPG guy, so that's probably why I didn't jump on Persona. And I'm still not a massive JRPG guy. It's not, it's not my least favorite genre, but it's like I've only just started getting into them recently. FF7 Remake is the most time I've put into a JRPG ever. Oh, sure. So like this is this is kind of new territory for me. So the fact that it's still fresh and back then when Persona, which one was it that came out on the Vita? Was that four? That must have been four golden, yeah. Yeah, four golden. So that came out on the Vita and I got it just because everybody said I should and I haven't touched it yet. <laughs> but fair enough. Oh, yeah. Even even when that even when that first came out, I was really not into JRPGs. So that's the reason why I didn't jump onto it. So to like for everyone to say, oh, you don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah, yeah. But if it's it's not my best thing in the first place. I'm probably not going to be that impressed anyway. I might love it, but I also might hate it. And I don't want to invest a massive chunk of my free time into something that I potentially might not like, especially in something like an RPG, which is huge. Persona is definitely a series which I, 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 I'd argue it's not very new JRPG people friendly. 
it has like a lot of systems to it, I guess. There's like the the gameplay section of it where you're running around, you're beating up shadows. Right. But then there's also, there's like a whole social link aspect to it where you've got to talk to your friends and you've got to get up their social ranking in order to get special... Isn't it all in, a, isn't it all like in a school or something? Um, it's, it's in a school, it's in a town, uh, but the town in Persona 4, for example, um, is a very small countryside town. Um, and you've moved there from the big city and, and then the, all of wacky shenanigans occur with, with you and, and Japanese Scooby-Doo and crew. Oh, wow. It's honestly a really good game. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I will, it's something that is on my radar purely because of how many people have recommended I play it. Same with Undertale, same with um, Yakuza, so. Persona 4 might be a good game to stream considering it is out on Steam now. Oh, cool. Oh, do you know what? I'll tell you how little I know about Persona. When Super Smash Ultimate had Joker in it, I thought it was Batman Joker. Amazing. <laughs> like, that's how little I know. So if you're saying I should jump into this series, like, I am as blind as a bat in that case. So if you think I can still get into it, great. I'll give it a go. But that's how little I know. You definitely can. It's, um, it took me by surprise how linear the dungeons were in the game. They're literally just corridors and you bump into enemies. But, oh my God, that soundtrack. Oh, Oh, I've heard music. Yeah, music is top notch. Yeah. Oh, very good. Tell you what, I've got a, I've got a question for you, Clemps. Oh, where do I live? Well, you said this before the podcast, so. Well, yeah, no, no. I, I was asking because we completely went off track. <laughs> okay, this is this is one <laughs> thing about. I guess this is one thing I forgot to mention before the podcast even started recording. Tangents. If we spin wildly off a tangent, so long as we eventually worm our way back <laughs> to the original question, all is well. Isn't that the name of the new Christopher Nolan movie? What, worming around? Tan- tangent. Oh. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I don't care. Anyway. Christopher, um, Christopher Nolan. Um, anyway, yeah, I live, I've, I've actually, I'm not going to say now directly exactly where I live because I have said it before and I don't want to just keep bringing attention to it. So I've said it before. If you know, then great for you. If you don't, then I'm sure you can find it somewhere if you're that desperate to find out. But based on like <laughs> people I bump into on the street and the amount of times I've praised this one restaurant in my city. Yeah, people kind of have an idea where I live. But if anyone does know then i'll just say if you know where wales is which is right off of the west coast of england um i'm basically half an hour from the border of wales so i'm like where where the where england kind of juts off to the side on the west i am on that borderline there where wales begins so yeah that's where i am yeah, and you, you've been pretty pretty lucky with the heat as well, you lucky bastard. I mean, don't get me wrong, we had it rough for a good three days, but we then got the thunderstorm, we got the rain breaking through, and then everything cooled down after that. But yeah, I feel sorry for anyone London way, anyone in the South, anyone, like, yeah, that's horrible. I, I dread to think about, about how London is right now. Yeah, like, and Dorset. Oh and that, my like, god. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So I guess in terms of like where you live, like what are kind of like your, your favorite aspects of the area? I like where I live. Where I live is very, very uh, like I, I, I dig history. I dig architecture. I dig all that shit. And interesting. Our where we live now, it's a city, but it's not a city. It's like a town that was expanded into a city. So it's still very quaint. It's still very like olden timey there's lots of uh, like weird alleyways into local shops and local restaurants I love there's that. loads of like there's a lot of love and care that's been put into the like the visual design of the city they've kept a lot of the history there yeah but they've also 
expanded around it and built lots of modern shit and lots of modern restaurants and modern shit. And when we first moved here, the thing that I liked the most is that they in, they had just designed and built this entire new shopping district. And it, when I say new, I mean brand spanking new. We got we got we got there like a year after, like six months to a year after it had just been built. And so that meant when everything was still open, we had a brand new Odeon Cinema. Oh, love that. Which like old Odeon Cinemas are fucking horrible, but new New ones are nice. So we had a brand new one of them with nice seats and it wasn't sticky yet. And like, yeah, and everything was like, it was all done with glass and paving. And it was like, it's really fucking cool. And then the cool thing is that you cross the main road. I love that. And then you're in the olden town bit. Oh, cute. Yeah, and that's where all the other other shops are, all your clothes shops, like your Primarks and your M&S, and then you get um, Game Around the Corner, which is opposite CEX, and that's where, like, Burger King is and everything, and that's all in, like, an old historic market town kind of thing. And we get a market, like, um, uh, three times a week as well, so it's always quite bustling and quite nice and... People are generally very, very laid back, and yeah, we love it here. It's it's cool. It's nice here. That sounds really nice. You you did bring up CEX, and um, again, I think I don't know if it's anywhere else but the UK. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, CEX is basically a secondhand gaming and DVD music store. Um, usually, it's also it's it's also a petri dish. It's absolutely filthy. It is it is the grimiest, slimiest, disgusting place. Even the workers, bless them. There are there like the one the, the the ones that the one I've got in my city. Everyone there's great. I love them, and a few of them have um have seen my channel, so we we always like to have a chat. <laughs> um, when whenever I go there, and they're great. Um, but there are other ones I've been around the country where you. You can smell the people in there. I I was about to say. I was about to say. Um. Yeah. The smell is unlike. I mean, there's con smell and then there's CEX smell. CEX smell is like a, you can contain it and use it as weapons. It's quite incredible. Yeah. It's but it's a bio weapon in there. Yeah. <laughs> it really is the CEX bio weapon. It's but the I guess with a. Uh, Thanks to COVID, they're smelling quite nice now. I, I did actually pop into one the other day. Oh, I didn't even know they were open. Okay. Yeah, well, considering how a lot of things are reopening now, I think everyone's kind of jumping on the pie now. But yeah, no, CEX, um, I... <laughs> Speaking of history, I guess whenever I go into uh, to new towns or, like, new uh, new cities, the first thing I try to find, find is CEX. And I go in there like Indiana Jones. Oh, you can you can find some great shit in there. The best the best thing I can te- I can say about CEX, which is actually a detriment to how they run as a business, but that's why I'm benefiting off of it, and that's why I like it. Is that I don't know if you realize this, but they judge the value of um, secondhand games based on the discs only. Ooh. So I have got most of my steel books, most of my special editions, most of that shit, most of my like like all of that stuff. If you get like I, okay, I'm looking right now on my shelf. I've got an Uncharted three game for for the PS3, and it was mm-hmm. the special edition where the game case is Nate's journal. Ooh, okay. So every so it's got multiple pages, and it's like you're looking through Nate's journal, and then at the very back is the disc. Yeah. At where where the disc is kept. So that's my copy of Uncharted three. I got. I got it for a fiver because every other copy of Uncharted three in the shop was a fiver. Oh, amazing. So you like all of my steel books, everything. They're all worth exactly the same as the standard editions because they only go by the value of the discs, which is also important to know when you pick up a box and there's no manual in it. They
they do not lower the value based on if there's a manual or not in there. So you meet, got to make sure there's manuals in there because they are just selling you the discs. So it's kind, it's a shit business practice, but it's also when you know what you're doing, it's really um, lucrative, and I like that. Yeah, it's great for people like us. Yes, absolutely. It's why, I, as I said, it's why I love going because, like, um, I've never played Silent Hill two in my life. Jesus, really? Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing is that you you don't really touch JRPGs. I'm not really a fan of like um puzzle kind of. I like how um, the first thing you think of with Silent Hill is puzzle. You know, not 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 the not the pyramid head creature that <laughs> mannequins. Not that thing. The third the first thing you think is oh he's. Fine. Oh, it's got jigsaws in it. It's got puzzles in it. I can't do. <laughs> it makes my head hurt. But yeah, no, no, I, I get, no, I get what you mean. There are some good. Silent Hill Three has some of the best puzzles in a game ever. I love fucking Silent Hill 3's puzzles. It's great. But yeah, like no, okay, Silent Hill Two. Okay, yeah. So you were trying to not get the HD edition. I'm assuming you were trying to find an original copy. <sighs> I found an original copy. Thankfully, I got the. Uh, I think it's the director's cut. Yeah, I got that. I got. Have you got it on PS2? Uh, yes. Has it? Has it got a sleeve? I think so. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the one I've got. Yeah, it's really. It's a. It's an awesome box art. I love it. It's so so nice. Um, I'm really really happy with it, and I got that from CEX. Like I just I just went into was, me and my uh, my girlfriend. We were on on holiday, and I was like, I'm going to go to CEX, my love, and they're like. For fuck's sake so i went in there. <laughs> <laughs> i went in there and i found uh was it? i got silent hill 2 i've got a bunch of like most of my collection right now as far as like ps2 goes most of it's come from cex yeah same here um I, most of my xbox and gamecube is ebay um because their 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 sections lacking in terms of that kind of stuff in my cex but ps2 is abundant there's just so much ps2 shit I, it's the great thing about the, the the town where i'm in is that they they hide the ps2 section downstairs but when i say hide it i mean they and this is why it always feels like oh it's like the secret part of cex it's like ah, i i'm, I'm going, nobody else knows it but me and it's just filled with ps2 like i think i must have wiped out all of the jrpg stuff from there i got like xenosaga 2 from there um in its like pretty bad condition collector's edition sleeve but yeah. i got that for maybe 15 quid yeah that's the thing it's it's so good what you i think what, what what's funny as well is that depending on where you live and depending on where your cex is like my cex is in a city where um, most of the population are pensioners. Um, and like I'm gonna say, it's a, it's a, it's not a, it's not a youthful area. There's you get you get teenagers and shit because that's what like every area gets that. But it's a predominantly middle-aged to old person kind of city. And because of that, people just give their shit away to CEX just because they need the money and they don't know what they're giving away. That's the thing you can find depending on which CEX you go to, you can find some extremely rare shit that like a great granddad just gave away because I was about to say. But my my grandson's gone off to university and he wants to sell his his Spyro one Spyro Gateway to Glimmer. <laughs> How many can I get for it? Two pounds. I sold. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like even the even the retro section in our CEX is pretty good. Like they they use they tend to have a lot of N sixty four games in there, and um, PS ones are kind of shit. But like it's all kept behind a glass cabinet, so no one can touch them or anything. So yeah, yeah, they've got they they've got Saturn stuff, they've got N sixty four stuff, and it's just because I bet people just go through their lofts and just fucking give it away because they don't know what the hell they're doing. So uh, have you have you picked up on the very funny observation with CEX? The it's, it's so funny. You might. You might lose your hair from laughing. Is it because is it because it spelt like sex? <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Yes. Yes. I remember when I was a little teenage boy, a little teenage boy still in diapers, sucking my thumb. 
And uh, all, all me and oh, my teenage, fr- okay. <laughs> all me and my friends, we'd walk past and we'd go, <laughs> "That's the sex shop." <laughs> Do you know what? I think that's how they want you to say it. I think that's how they say it in their ads on YouTube and stuff. Oh, really? I think they call it sex. Yeah, I do think they call it sex. Yeah, I like all of their their hip marketing in the shop as well. It's got like a old the, alien and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got all of that. I don't know. So basically, guys, if you if you if you I was gonna say if you're from America and you want to come over and buy some PAL games, uh, you're more than welcome. Yeah, to- like there's no you're not getting anything from this America. You're gonna go into a disgusting shop and pick up a game that's twenty percent slower than what you're used to. So just don't yeah. bother. You're gonna pick up a game, COVID, and something else. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. You're You'll get you'll get COVID, you'll get herpes, you'll get meningitis, you'll get <laughs> rabies, and you might end up with a copy of Parappa the Rapper too. It's <laughs> so it's it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it all for Parappa. Please yes. God. Oh my God. So, but no. Um. Well, yeah. What was the thing you were saying? You were saying that there's a thing that I'd, I'll pull my hair out for noticing. What was that you were talking about? Oh, that literally was it. Oh, it's the, the sex it's thing. The fact that it, it's the fact that it reads out sex, and it's yeah. very, it's a. Do you very know what it? Do you know what it stands for? I actually don't. You don't computer exchange. Hmm. I prefer sex. Yeah, I think that's it, funnier. Yes, I think that's well. Like, that's how I know it. I don't know it as computer exchange. It's CX. Yeah, right. It's sex. Do you have? Do you have? Uh, do you have cash converters where you are? Oh. We have um cash. We have um stuff like cash for gold and shit like that. I think we've got one cash converters, but it is so far away from the rest of the town. It's like it's like on the outskirts that no one ever goes to, which is also where Games Workshop is. Oh, okay. Oh, Games. Oh, yeah, yeah, Games Workshop. So like that. So Games Workshop, where you get your Warhammer and shit. So there's Games Workshop, and then opposite that is like an an outdoor mountaineering shop and a gold cash converty kind of old secondhand electronics place and no one ever goes down that end so it's like it, it's like it's like goblin territory you just don't go down there have you ever been into like warhammer or warhammer 40k no i i haven't no, no. and no i interest. and i remember i remember the first time i went into one um that's not me saying oh fuck you if you like it no you like who cares like you if you want to paint figures and get all that shit that's cool you do that but i remember the first time i ever went into one i was 11 years old i went to oxford because I, I used to live in oxfordshire so i used to go to oxford city center quite a lot and um yeah there's one in oxford i don't know if it's still there but i went into there once when i was 11 because i thought it looked really fucking cool from the outside and i thought what kind of shit would i find in there and i got stared the fuck down and i was like this is the most like aggressive passive aggressive shop i've ever been in it's the most judgmental place i've ever been and i'm leaving and i and i and i walked out i was with my mum, i think and i i just yeah i was like i don't know there's nothing in here so even if i wanted to get into warhammer they didn't really want me to get into warhammer so i you know no thank you you are quite right i remember when i was a little boy and this is when i was i mean i still am into lord of the rings like yeah lord of the rings is just amazing um but i was a, i was a little boy and my mum knew i loved lord of the rings so she was like oh look that that shop is advertising lord of the ring toys uh let's go in there and have a look and so she brought me into <laughs> games yeah, i know toys how dare toys. she the the, the wombs. how dare she say that but uh she brought me into games workshop and um, I sw- it was the first time I've ever seen a... Because the, the... How can I put it? One of these people who go, like, prove that you are a nerd. But this person, the person behind the counter, was saying it to my mum. Oh, yeah. Like, he thought that she was going in to buy them for herself. So he was doing this really she's, standoffish... She's, she's got to pass the test. She's got to pass the security gate of, like... <laughs> 
Jeez. Well, literally, no, because, like, he was asking her all these questions, like, so have you ever been interested in Warhammer before? And it was like she was ignoring, because she was like, oh, no, they're for my son. And he was almost being like, like, oh, no, 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 you know, it's fine. You you don't have to deny it here. And it was like, even as a kid, I was like, this is very strange. <laughs> I was also just looking at the Lord of Rings. I was like, oh, cool, there's Gandalf. But in the corner of my ear, I was like, you know, this is a bit weird. Uh, and my mum, I've never seen her hurry me out of a store more. She did actually get me something as well. And I was into uh, Lord of the Rings Warhammer for quite a bit. But it was also my downfall in terms of my mum's respect for me. Because she bought me a cave <laughs> troll. She bought me a cave troll. And I was like, ah, oh, this is brilliant. And it, I, I mean... I, I think those of you who collect Warhammer, like you know how expensive it is. So it's, it's not cheap. It's no, it is not cheap. Uh, and she, I, I don't know what they're made out of. Like, like maybe, resin, I think. Uh, it, it's the the metal ones. Oh, the metal. Oh, right. Oh, god. Well, yeah. Then they're 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 they're, they're not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, the pricey ones. So she got me one of those, and uh, these are the ones you <laughs> you meant to paint yourself. Um, and the, the one thing I'm always I like, mother, you know I'm not artistically talented. Why are you giving me this to paint after you've spent God knows how much on it? And she was like, right then, Luke, I want you to be careful when you're painting this one because it cost me quite a bit. I said, don't worry, mummy. (laughs) And then like about an hour later, she comes in and I've dipped the cave troll into oh, the blue no. paint and I've rolled it about a bit and like the, the the Warhammer paint back in the day was like these tiny little tubs yeah they were so, yeah. yeah so I just completely slavered it in like luminescent blue paint <laughs> like a cave troll well yeah exactly like a cave troll and you know I, I know my, my little boy brain didn't really compute the fact that you know what maybe cave trolls are kind of a greyish tint and I remember she came in and she was like what have you done and I was like, what? I'm painting. Because this was like back in the day when I used to have Pokemon manga that I coloured in the pages. Like that that, oh, that was okay. me. Like, yeah, yeah, like I didn't realise that black and white comics were meant to stay black and white. Me as a kid, I was like, oh, brilliant. I can colour this in. Do you know what? I've never even, I've never even thought about doing that. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. As a kid, like uh, when uh, my dad used to drive me around, because he used to have like a, a carpentry business. So we used to go out on uh, deliveries quite a bit. And we went at a at a at a premiere in and i remember staying up all night with the little the little light on just coloring in this pokemon adventures manga where they went to the orange islands and snorlax ate all the oranges oh. that's, a, that's a really precious little memory i kind of keep i keep in me now it's like oh that that's it's just like one of those memories that will never leave you yeah oh, <laughs> that, that, i know that that precious premiere in memory um but yeah no my my mum she never trusted me with those uh those warhammers ever again uh, ever since I, I I ruined one, and it, it essentially came out looking like uh, like when Jigglypuff takes out the markers, and she just she goes to town. It was like that. It was it did not look pretty. Um, but at the same time, you know, thank you, Mum, for all the Warhammer. Love you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no. I, at the same time, like I I've recently been getting into um, audiobooks a lot, and I I don't re- I don't remember if I brought this up on the the last podcast, but um. I've been getting really into the Warhammer audiobooks, and I never thought I would be. But honest to God, they are they are written so well. I'm genuinely surprised at how like interesting they are and how uh, how the political drama kind of comes out in them. Um, for those of you interested, I'm currently reading through the the Horus Heresy collection, which I think, to my understanding, has about the Horus Heresy. Horus. 
Oh, Horus. You, oh, Sorry. you rascal. No, it's the, it's the Horus heresy. And um, Okay, that makes all the difference. To be fair, the Horus heresy, I'm sure, would be very interesting. <laughs> that sounds like something from The Witcher. You're right. God, you you are right. I'd like to see that now. But yeah, um, it's it's really really good, and it's just like it's it's filled of like cool aliens and uh, just it's, it's the forty k one. So you know that's that's where all the all the space marines are in. They've got their big armor and all that, and it's it's really really interesting. I never thought I'd be into it. Um, thanks Audible, please sponsor the podcast. I beg, <laughs> I beg of you. I've asked you so many times. That's probably why they're not doing it. No, I, I, I beg to differ. I'm going to ask them so many more times after this. And eventually, <laughs> eventually they'll answer my messages and my love letters and all of my other DMs. Oh, bless them. But uh, speaking of that, speaking of, uh, of the very funny observations we were just talking about, uh, there, is, there is one right here. A question from Chaos Star. And they say, do you have a way you can tell what you write is funny? It's crazy how you guys uh, can be hilarious like that with scripted content. Um, now, to be completely candid, I did say this before we started recording. Like, I was reading out some of the questions, and this is one of them. And I can answer straight away that um, I don't know if what I write is funny. I was going to say, be... I, I find it, in, like, if you find it incredible how, we, how we're so hilarious. No, if you find it... If you find us hilarious with scripted content, I find it hilarious how you find it hilarious. It's sometimes... I think the way I look at it is if it can make me laugh... If something... Oh, God, if something makes me laugh, I fucking use it because I barely laugh at my own shit. Like, okay, (laughs) I can tell... This is is my process, right? First of all, I'm with Clemps here. You don't know. You write things down. You think it sounds good. It's more a case of, is this clever? And... If it, if you think it's clever, then you might find you might think that other people find it funny. If not, then you know <laughs> you'll just, you'll scrap it. But sorry, ge- I like it, how when you when you say that, I'm automatically brought back to your Death Stranding joke of the heavy load, and I'm like, ah, yes, <laughs> the the clever jokes, <laughs> the clever jokes they yeah, pour it, in. Exactly. Well, exactly. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's not as it's not like as um regimented and as routine and as like meticulous as like a stand-up routine it's not like that at all what all that's happening is that i play the game and things things pop up on the screen and they make me think of certain phrases certain things certain experiences and then and then i write shit down that is that is my process i i just sit down and write and whatever comes out comes out but when it comes to like keeping things funny um one thing I do, which I recommend anybody getting into any kind of funny video making does, is that whenever you're just living day by day doing your thing, if anything makes you laugh, anything makes you chuckle, anything that you've said to your partner, anything that you saw some random person on the street do, anything that you saw someone wearing, anytime you overheard something on the radio, anything you saw on TV, anything that you have picked up on that has made you chuckle, made you laugh, whatever, write it down in your phone notes. That's that's actually a good idea. And then it becomes malleable, it becomes moldable, and you can use it in any fucking context later on if you're smart enough. My phone is filled with one-liners, notes, like random one-off, random ran-off, one-off jokes that haven't fit into any other video I've done yet, but at some point they will and I will use them. And that's how I always manage to come up with creative things to say. And I will never, ever, ever, ever say myself, oh my God, I'm so funny because what kind of cunt does that no one does that 
I mean, the people do. People do do that, but not not me. And um, but yeah, whenever I whenever something just makes me giggle, I will write it down, and then it, you'll be surprised. Like if you're running out of ideas or inspiration, or you're thinking, what could I say here? You open up those phone notes, and you'll see something that you wrote down six months ago that you never would have remembered, and then you're like, oh yeah, that was funny, and then you throw it in. So that's my method of joke kind of storage that's what i do and then with the rest of it i just fucking write that's not every single joke by the way that's like maybe i'll take three jokes every month from my list um and then so yeah there's there's dozens dozens and dozens in my notes um and i'll only take a couple of out at a time but when i do it's very useful see i wish i had the foresight to do that because my my i i am the same as you i don't really i don't really find myself that funny in my videos and the fact that people people do it and they go oh it's really funny i'm like oh wow yeah i'm glad i'm glad people find it funny but like as i like and i am trying to make people laugh i suppose i'm just being like i'm just being just being my, my dumb self slightly exaggerated but like exactly yeah but like it's so it's nice that when people like confirm that i'm doing an all right job but yeah that's net like if you if you just find it entertaining you don't find it funny i don't fucking care it's all right you can you get get out of the videos whatever you want to get out of them you know it's, it's what like hit and miss is all about you, you 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 hit and you miss and that is the that is definitely the case with comedy sometimes it can be all misses for someone and that's okay just you know it's absolutely fine i guess so long as like the point is taken away from the video where you go like oh yeah i got the point it may have not been funny dare i say a little cringe but you know what that's fine so long so long as the video you came out with something at the end of it then that's absolutely fine um my my method of script writing though is is a little bit i wouldn't say chaotic but whenever i'm playing a game i i tend to rewatch the footage after I finished it, so I can actually remember what I was doing. I don't in the know game. how the fuck you do that. Oh my god, man! It's it's worked somehow. Like videos are coming out. I just I just make notes while I'm playing and make timestamps of when things happen. See, this is the thing: is that, and I, I, it, I guess it also kind of hit because I do fucking forty-hour-long JRPG videos, so I have to rewatch all of this bloody footage. Um, but I actually take notes as I'm playing the game. Only for jokes. Uh... I will only jot down jokes, but I'll write a very rough pinpoint about where in the game that happened, so I'll remind myself where that joke is in terms of the story. Mm. And then I will rewatch footage, like probably in like times free speed. I'm just gonna rewatch it, get up to speed, um, and then. The script kind of... For I, I always like to, to kind of inform people in my videos in terms of, like, what the story is and all that. So, so long as that's in there, I'm happy. But the script essentially kind of weaves its way around these jokes that I write. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a particularly chaotic way of doing things, but it's been working so far. Just do whatever works for you. Just just do whatever works for you, yeah. Exactly. It's been working so far. I mean, but most like, Well, most importantly as well is that I, like... Okay, I come up with jokes and shit, and you come up with jokes and shit, and other people come up with jokes and shit, but I've never ever tried too hard to be funny. I am just being me, but just slightly exaggerated. What comes out of my head is just what comes out of my head. I'm not I'm not giving you a false kind of persona or anything. That is just me, but just slightly louder, slightly more fast-paced, and slightly more silly. Um, But everything that you see comes from me and not from the perspective of a character I am portraying. It just comes straight from my head and as long as the writing comes across as genuine and consistent, that's all I care about. If you if you find it funny, great. If you don't, whatever. As long as my writing is consistent and what I'm 
aiming to do is being understood, then that's all I care about. Yeah, I, I, I'd argue that back in back in the day, especially when I was like first starting off with like my Drake and Guard stuff and stuff, I definitely tried too hard to be funny. Um, it's not that I'm not like I'm not somebody who doesn't enjoy to make people laugh in real life. That's why I wanted them to be there. But what I was trying to do is that when I was writing my script, I would panic and I'd be like, there hasn't been a joke in five minutes. Oh, yep. right. Yeah, you can't, you can't exactly. write scripts. And like that, that's I why I, and I feel like I'm, I really am saying this a lot nowadays. And I am so sorry for people who love those videos. And I will say this. I absolutely love the fact that those of you out there who still love those videos, love them. It really means the world to me. But I cannot rewatch them anymore because I, I see a boy who's trying way too hard. And he is, I, I'm, I'm remembering what it was like to write the script. And I remember panicking and thinking, what can a joke here be? And spending about half an hour biting my fingers thinking, oh, it's not funny. People are going to stop watching because it's not funny. Um, and and the thing about Drakengard is that it doesn't really need to be because Drakengard's a dour, depressing mess. Um, so he doesn't need to be. But I, I remember just feeling like I'm like almost forced because I was like, I want to be... Like, I want to to make people laugh by doing YouTube. And it didn't hit me back then that maybe, you know, just relax. <laughs> Let the jokes come out more naturally. People will still find it funny. But, you know, people are also here to be informed. And people are here to learn the story. And maybe the jokes actually ruin the pace a little bit. Which, in my opinion, they, they kind of do. Um, looking back at it now, anyway... Um, but so you, the... you, okay, you look back and see that. I look back and see uh, someone who's shit. <laughs> like no, Sorry, no, like I, I, I a... don't, I don't even see someone who's too try hard. I don't see someone who. I just see, wow, you're a, sh- you were shit at this, weren't you? What the <laughs> fuck were you even thinking? You, you almost made me like swallow my water there. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> well, like, this is a nice. I this is like, a... I, I, I like your, I like your analysis of your past self. I just look back and go, wow, I wish that never happened. <laughs> he was but a then, bit but then I, I can't be bitter because without that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Right? I, that's exactly the point. I completely agree. Is that. And I have lost, I have lost many a person that said, when are you going to go back to when you were like 18? It's like, this, uh, when is, when everyone's dead? It's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's never, ever going to happen. See, I think the thing is, is that I still am the same clemps from like those Drake and God, obviously like changed incredibly as a person, as we all do. Um, but in terms of like joke making, it uh, videos nowadays are essentially like, like back then but not on crack right i see okay well that's interesting because for me i i'm so disconnected with anything from like 2017 before i'm like that's just a different person a different oh, a different i agree skin, with you a different, i do oh no i'm not even yeah. talking about like changing as a person i'm oh, just talking okay. about i'm i almost see it as like a phantom i don't see it as me i was like i appreciate that that's me and i appreciate that's what i've done and there have been a few standout videos of mine from the past such as uh the nursery rhyme videos and the casper spirited beginning video and maybe the brats video there's a there's glimmers in there where i'm like oh my god i i might have known what i was doing back then but most of it I'm just like, what the actual fuck was I thinking? What am I doing? And I don't recognize that person anymore. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not. I'm not even. Ch- not even changed as an individual. Just changed in terms of, like, 
not even not even just in terms of maturity and everything i I'm, I'm, i can't describe what i mean when i say it is a different person like i cannot i look at those videos and i think is this my channel like is that me like i actually just don't i do not relate to anything in my past at all i and know exactly yeah. what you're talking i do know what you're talking about um because there there have been things which have happened after the drakengard video that changed me inherently like inherently changed my life um for better and for worse in all honesty and looking back at it you just think what a naive little boy you think how how was i that person and the thing is is that a lot of people will not be able to tell but you do like oh, well, you I mean, do. I, yeah. I know I know people tell because I get enough complaints telling me to bring slaughter and salvage <laughs> back and shit. Okay, like that. okay. So that's how I know I'm doing a good job because as far detached from that as I can possibly get, I'm fuck I'm riding that train. So if you if people keep telling me, Oh bring slaughter and salvage back, it was your only good thing. I'll oh, bring retrospectives back, they were your only good show, then Every time someone says that, that's like you're buying me another train ticket to the fucking moon. Like, <laughs> you are just making me go further and further and further away from it because that is exactly what I want. So you're confirming with me that I am getting away from it. So thank you. Sure. I, I, I do understand. I do. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess kind of steering a little bit back onto the original question, I, I, I guess really, in a nutshell, I don't know that the stuff I write is funny until I get reception for it, really. Um, there's no, yeah, there's I, no method to it. You just write and see what happens. And if you're not happy, if you're not happy with it, then you can either keep deciding to, if it feels right, basically, you might not be, you might not be happy with it. You might not like it at all, but just because you don't doesn't mean other people won't because I've, I've known so many people in my YouTube career, in my life over the last nearly 10 years, I've been doing this shit. I've learned so much. I've met so many people and the amount of like lost videos or unreleased videos or completely finished videos people have made and just not released because they don't want to. Like, it's crazy. And the thing is, what you got to remember is that you are stuck looking at yourself in edits. You're stuck filming yourself. You're stuck with your own voice for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. You will get sick of yourself. That's just oh, what God, happens. Yes. So you need to uh, be able to let go and just let things happen. And it mm -hmm. might not be very good, but you'll never know until you actually do it, you know? So just do your thing. I completely agree. Um, yeah, it's just do your own thing. Um, if, I mean, maybe do like some, some testers with some mates or something like that. Just like put it on, see what their reaction is. Um, that, that's something which I, I do sometimes. I'll, I'll make a video and I'll send it to like a group of trusted people. I'll kind of go like, you know, like you can be, you can be brutal with me, you know, anything I should change. And they'll go, yes, you can change something here. You can change something here. And then I'll pretty much just throw it out and, and hope to God that it swims really um and you know sometimes it doesn't but that's okay <laughs> that's okay uh but yeah no that was, that was a very good question thank you very much chaos star um so i guess we'll, we'll move straight on to the next one uh which is from at crim shade and they say question for both of you have you picked up any new hobbies in the midst of the pandemic no all right, fair enough. That was nicely, quickly answered. Yeah, I, um, I, I can't go into any more detail. I'm sorry to be such a bore to your your question answering there, but <laughs> every hobby I had is the same because every hobby I used to have was indoors anyway. So sure. I mean, and, and unless you want to call walking a hobby, because I've been doing a fuckload more walking, I've it been does count. 
I mean, I suppose like I, I like I like walking anyway, and I've been doing a lot more of it recently, just trying to save money on petrol and trying to get out into fresh air, get some vitamin D in there, you know. So, um, but that's I mean, I wouldn't call that a hobby. I've just been like we've been deliberately not buying food so that we have to walk to the shops to get it, you know. So that's yeah, that's it. That's it. Like drumming, I'm still doing. I'm still playing games in my spare time when I just want to unwind. I'm still watching movies with the family. I'm still watching shows and box sets that are a little bit more adult oriented with um, Karis, my partner. Still doing that shit. Nothing's changed. No, that sounds that sounds lovely. Honestly, um, I guess for me it's kind of on the same vein. Uh, but instead of picking up any new hobbies, I've been picking up old ones. Like um, before the pandemic, I'd really dropped off from watching anime. But with the pandemic on, um, and the fact that I was taking a month off of work just due to stress, um, I was like, right, well, maybe now's a good time. So I've been re-watching One Piece from episode one, and uh, I still love that show. <laughs> I love that show. It's pure goofy schlock, and I love it to death, and it still makes me cry like a little baby boy. Um... Yeah, just like anime in general, I've been picking back up. Um, I've been exercising a lot more, which is ironic, considering that I am still putting on a little bit of COVID weight. Um, but I guess if I wasn't doing, you know, any more exercise, and the, the, the COVID weight would probably be a little bit more extreme. Um, but yeah, and I, I'm sorry for the quick answer, Crimshade, but I guess, yeah, in general, it's just been picking up uh, old, old habits. Uh, but speaking of the... Of, of the family caddy, there's a question here from uh, at Weird Caswell. Oh, And they cool. say, uh, Cadicarus, is being a YouTuber with kids ever an awkward situation at home? Do you have any funny stories involving your kids while trying to record footage or about <laughs> them reacting to your videos? Um, I wish I could say yes, but the thing is, is that they're all, they've... I mean, first of all, nowadays, they're all pretty grown up for their ages. They're, they're 10, yeah. 13, and 19 now. So, like, they're they're all pretty grown up, and they're past the point. They they understand what, I, what it is that I do. They're all getting into... I mean, no, I mean, the younger ones are all getting into their own YouTube channels and stuff themselves. So they understand the grind. They understand all of that shit. So even back when... But even back when they were younger, no, they, they've never been a problem. They've never interrupted... There's nothing crazy that's ever really happened that I haven't broken a bone while filming with them or anything <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just trying to think of any examples. And it's no, not really. I think the only examples I can think of are when I have to be particularly loud in the in the office when I'm recording and I have to ask everyone in the living room to just keep it down a little bit. And then every so often after I've said a certain line. I'll hear giggling in the living room <laughs> and I know that's because they're listening in and they found what I said funny, but they like, but, and they and they let, they like break the, break the take. And I'm saying, I'm sorry guys. And I'm <laughs> shouting stupid shit, but can you please keep it down a bit? Oh, that's and, great. But that's pretty much it. Like they know that when, when we're filming, they know that I shout. So they've never been worried about that. They know that I jokingly abuse people in the, in the house. So they know that that's not a problem. <laughs> they know that, um, whenever I buy props and like guns and weapons and shit, they know that I'm not going to hurt them. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit weird. I think the, yeah, the only time where it's been a little bit funny is when, um, I've like done something like where I because what I do is that if I'm filming and I call out to the kids and then they respond to me, I record their responses later. Oh, fun. just so, just so we can get the take with me done far, done right first, and there's no corpsing or anything, and we can just focus on having them repeat the line over and over and over again until we get it right, which usually takes about three times. But 
Yeah, so in those instances, I will sometimes forget to say, by the way, guys, I'm going to be shouting for you in a second, but don't <laughs> respond. <laughs> um, and But that's like as far as the excitement goes. The rest of it is all pretty... Um, pretty standard. Yeah, pretty stand. Yeah, pretty standard. It's like anyone else would doing it, except you just got more people in the house. That's pretty much it, really. Um, this, this, this is where everybody starts to get a frown because they realise that that real life is not a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty like I don't know. There's nothing really much else to say. It's uh, it's standard, except there's just a few more people that you have to work around, and that is it, really. Um. And then you can get some pretty funny shit involving them when they are comfortable and want to be in a video. Um, and you, that, yeah, that, that's that it. one bit which always makes me laugh is uh, where you put your your daughter into the oven. Oh that, that, God, that's that, yeah, that was oh, on my channel trailer. That's my channel that, that trailer. Cracks yeah. me up. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so they're 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 game for pretty much anything. Like um, I've been I've been shot by them. I've been stabbed by them. I've been <laughs> yeah, like. That's Murdered the thing. them with lightsabers. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the thing. We, we, we're we're a fair family, you know. Like one one day I'll um I'll decapitate one with a lightsaber, but then the next day, um one of them will come into my office door and I'll film them with a bottle of bleach. Then they're trying to get me to drink it, you know. So it's like, <laughs> but that's yeah, the on camera stuff and the things that they're willing to do on the camera when they're feeling comfortable to do it is where the comedy is. The rest of it off sure. camera is is basically what you'd expect just basic family shit nothing nothing crazy but um yeah yeah it's been it's it's fun anytime they're involved anyway i'm just trying to think of any single example uh, honestly mate if you can't think of anything it's fair enough you know as 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 i said life isn't a sitcom and sometimes that's just how things happen yeah um i don't i no just make I, something up make something up um Oh goodness gracious! No, there isn't anything. There isn't anything <laughs> because I don't like. I would even say something like, "Oh, we like we do something in public and it embarrasses them," but that, I'm not that kind of channel. I don't do that, so like I couldn't even couldn't even say that either. And anytime I, anytime I do something outdoors or I do just do do something in public, they're never with us because God forbid I do not want them to be around when I'm doing that kind of thing. <laughs> that's that, that's just not fun for them. So yeah, of course. I was going to say, yeah, it's got to be, like, excruciating. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, nah, probably nothing, really. You see, I, 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 feel, I feel bad for my camera person whenever I'm out doing stuff like that. It's like, when I was out doing my Eternal Sonata video, we went out to, um went out to this like big park area and I'm swinging on trees like a monkey and I'm, I'm jumping around like a goblin. But actually, no, we went to it, it was a golfing area. So there was a ton of people doing golf and just staring at us. Because I'm swinging on trees, I'm I'm climbing up them, I'm I'm running around like a little golem, and all that. And there's just a bunch of people watching, going, "What the fuck are they doing over there?" And it's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I, did, I didn't even pay them anything either. They just like just like, well, I'll, I'll hang out with you and we'll have fun. But uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. One thing that does interrupt filming and usually does get comedic moments more than anything is our fucking dog. Oh, the legend. Stanley. Stan getting in the way of filming is unlike anything else because Stan he, the man. he just appears whenever he thinks he should. And <laughs> like whether it's whether it's growling and barking at absolutely nothing or 
like you put a light up and then he freaks the fuck out and then starts running around in circles or he just stands in the middle of the living room staring at you because he wants to because he wants to go on the sofa while you're filming <laughs> um or like and then you'll and then you'll like tell him off and then like tell him to go away and then he'll go to the top of the stairs and sulk because that's his sulking place and then you'll be done in the living room and you'll be done on the sofa and then you'll have to film something else around the house and then as soon as he sees you he will then deliberately just try and get in the way and he just st- stands there looking at you oh, for as God if to say sake. like what the fuck did you just why why did you like abandon me why did you why did you banish me and then yeah he'll just be in the camera and then sometimes you'll run around and then he'll think you're playing and then he'll just oh. go <laughs> and then start running after you so like there's bits and pieces like that but yeah, I was going. Yeah, he he definitely counts as a family member. So I that suppose totally he does. Works. Yeah, I suppose he yeah. does. No, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I feel like a lot of the time we have to stop takes is also with my cat because my cat is so loud. Oh, really? And as soon as she, yeah, as soon as she's in the house, you just hear in the background fucking. Meh, you think, oh yeah, there she is. There she is. You have to stop recording. As soon as she comes in, it's like when you hear like a baby crying at an airport, and you think, bloody hell! Then like, as soon as you get close, they're like, ah, they fucking screaming their lungs out. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, it's like my cat, and uh, you kind of have to. It's as my my stream chat likes to likes to call a queen Jess, queen because everything Jess. has to everything has to stop for Jess. The Twitch chat has to stop for. Oh, Jess. Oh right, yeah, okay. You're. I, I thought. I thought. Okay, yeah. I thought it was a nickname. The cat is named Jess. Oh yeah, her name is Jess. Um, I I, I didn't bloody name. Like, they named her after Jess the cat from Postman Pat. I was gonna say, how was the? Po- I was just about to ask, how's the post been doing recently, Pat? Mm-hmm. It is a Postman Pat thing. Uh, but you know what? Whatever. It's still cute because she's a little uh little tuxedo cat and she's very sweet. Um, but yeah, as soon as she enters the stream, the the chat the chat will go pss, 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 in the in the text. Oh my uh, god! Ev- everything has to stop for Jess. I so made I, to... I made a stand emoji in my streams purely because whenever he's being a dick on a stream, I just like they they then just spam that emoji everywhere. That's the th- oh that is one thing about Twitch is that I love people's reactions to like pets. Okay, do you know do you want to hear the weirdest one with Stan? And I don't know oh, why. Yeah. Okay, so this is a streaming thing, not a video thing, but. Um, for anyone out there that has seen my streams before, you probably know where I'm going with this. But when I'm streaming, I have a really stupidly powerful laptop that I stream from with my um, PC games and my console games. So what I do is that I move my laptop onto the coffee table. I sit on the sofa where I usually film my regular videos and then everything is done with the laptop. But the problem is, is that everything in terms of the Ethernet cable and the power adapter and the USB connected to the um, to the capture card, all of that shit is on extension leads um, because they have to cross the room in order for me to get it on the coffee table. And Stan hates wires. What? And when I say hates wires, I mean that there are wires trailing from the coffee table to another coffee table in the corner of the house, but they're long enough where they're flat on the floor, right? They're completely yeah. not, they're not tight roped. They are flat on the floor. And yet he refuses to cross them. I love how silly animals are. And I'm not even kidding. Like, there'd be streams where he doesn't want to be on one half of the living room anymore. He wants to get some food or a drink or something. And he will just stand there in the middle of the TV looking at the wires on the floor and he will refuse to walk across them. For God's sake. And so what ends up happening is that because I can't see the TV, we have to stop the stream and I have to then point the camera at him and get the chat and everyone else to try and encourage him to move (laughs) over. And he just stands there wagging, looking at the wires. And then eventually, after a good three minutes, he will eventually then pick up the courage and then walk over it. But that's the thing. He doesn't even jump. He just walks over it. But he hates it. I don't get it. Yeah, what's got to be going through his head? I know. I don't get it. it. 
It's it's like when you see dogs and uh they they they're scared of the patio door and they won't go through it even though it's open. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the same same thing. But then if we've figured out a trick with that, if we tell him that there's some cheese waiting for him on the other end, oh, he just he just fucking goes for it. So brilliant. he doesn't he doesn't care about his leg safety at that point. Or oh, all oh, to be a dog eating cheese. I, I wish know. I was that. God I know. Damn. Yeah, no. It's, uh, I, I think um pets and streaming definitely go very well together. Uh, I, it, it, I do need to get some kind of Jess emoji for my there, but I, it sounds awful to say, and this is this is pretty pretty bleak. But I, I get really sad when pets pass away. And I know for a fact that if I got a Jess emoji and Jess was to sadly go, I, I just, I, that, that, that emoji would just, it'll, it'll break my heart. Yeah, you could it remove would. it. You could remove it. I know I can, but then removing it would be like, would I, I, this sounds so silly. It's, it's, it's very much like a personal <laughs> De- Desecrating I, her memory. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, I don't want to do it, Jess. I'm so sorry. But like, I know I'm such like a crybaby when it comes to that. So I know <laughs> if I were to do that, it's like, but then chat is like, come on, we need a Jess emoji. Yeah, I was going to say like, like oh. if, if the cat dies and then people that don't know, realize they're just going to oh, keep God, being like, yeah, oh, where's was... Jess? Like that, with the emoji. Oh. Where's so, yeah. the emoji? I'd yes. be like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So you just gotta, you just gotta, yeah. Like, Maybe I should just like preempt one and just get one of Jess's grave. That's a great idea. <laughs> Jess Rest like Je- Jess like crucified. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Screaming in agony on the cross. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure Twitch would love it. <laughs> just like a Twitch moderator comes in sometimes. It's like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? What has our platform become? What is this shit? Oh, amazing. But I, I am actually, uh, I've been very dog broody lately. I've been brooding for a dog something fierce. If you if you are going to get upset about a cat passing away, don't get a fucking dog. Oh, uh, well, the, uh, see, I just, uh, I just want something I can take on walks. I want something that's like, a little bit more friendly because like Jess is friendly. Oh, cats are bitches. Cats are bitches. Well, it's funny because I think when people meet Jess, they go, she's so affectionate, isn't she? Like for a cat. I know, I know my partner's going to absolutely disagree, but <laughs> because um, <laughs> Jess is a, is a cat rescued from uh, abuse. Oh, bless. so yeah, I know. Poor thing. Um, so she, she's very wary of new people, but she's never aggressive towards new people. She just gets scared. Um, but as soon as she gets to know you, like she sleeps with me, um, with her entire back stretched out across my chest. Aww. Uh, but I mean, I'm lying on my side as well. She'll actually spoon with me. Oh, bless. I know, it's adorable. And she'll stretch out her whole body and then you can feel her purring through your your, your bloody rib cage. Aww. You're, and her, it's, you're, it's, her, you're her sanctuary. You've saved well, her, so yeah. And exactly, and it's so, so sweet. And I just, oh, it just like, melts my heart. But the thing is, is that when she gets used to people, and uh, like I'm sleeping in the guest bed or something. She'll bloody sleep with them. Yeah, that's the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, this is the big, and I say this as a cat owner and a dog owner, that like cats are selfish and dogs are selfless. The dogs will do anything for you and cats just don't give a fuck. Yeah. They will just, if they, if they want something, they will do what they can to get it and they don't care who they step on. They don't care who they upset. They will like, the only time that the cat in my house only ever gives me attention is when I am alone in the living room playing a game at like two in the morning and everyone else is in bed and I am holding a controller and not paying attention to her. And that's mm. when she comes over, starts padding me with her paws and starts purring right in my face. <laughs> that's the only time. It's because I'm the only one left. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. Like, that's the, that's the difference. And then dogs will just love anybody at any time, um, at anywhere, 
any circumstance, which then makes abused dogs even more sad for me because it's oh, like, yeah. despite how abused a dog can be, they will still try to love you. Like they, 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 they will never ever not try to love you. That that is something which always makes me. I, I feel like I'm. Do- I, do- I don't. I don't cry all the time. It's usually with animals and um, media. Like if, if there's a sad movie, I'll cry. Yeah. But if like a family member passes away for some reason, I'm like, <laughs> literally, it's bloody horrible. Like I'm watching Moulin Rouge and I'm like, oh, <laughs> c- come on, man. But then as soon as like a family member passes away, it's like my my emotions break. It's like Ooh, I'm sad. Where's the inheritance? <laughs> Nothing. No, I would never. No, it's it's more like. It's almost as if I'm I'm trying too hard to cope, um, and like I'm really blocking off my my like emotion because oh, it's yeah, like you probably I'm... you probably go into shock a little bit. I mean, real life is real life is different from fiction. Fiction you can you can stomach fiction, but like you can you can invest yourself in fiction. But sometimes people just can't invest in real life and they're in denial. So that's probably what it is. It's also a case, and this this may sound silly, but like with uh with like relatives, like elderly relatives. I'm really sad that they're gone, but I'm also thinking like they lived a great life. They were they were happy when they they went, you know, and all that. But with animals, I'm like they're too innocent. They don't know what's going on. They don't even know this is happening. And I just like oh, it absolutely breaks my heart. Um, what the hell was I talking about originally? <laughs> um, interrupting kids, family. Oh dot, yeah. god. Oh no. Shall we See, move now- on? Shall we move on to another question just to keep we it on? Should- yeah. There's going to be one person who was listening really intently and they were really excited to hear what I was going to say. And now and now, well, hopes are dashed. Sorry guys, this is how it be sometimes on this bitch of an earth. Um but we do have another question. I am very sorry though guys, my memory's like sand right now. For- <laughs> but yeah. Um so, next question from Carl Deck 12. Hello there Carl Deck. Lovely to see you here. What comes first when you make a video on something like 202 platinum relics? So this is a question for you. Oh, cool. Um you were all uh were you a- attempting to do them already but realized it would be a good video or did you come up with an insane idea for a video and then attempt it afterwards? The first one. The um with with um I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, that was that was a very specific kind of video because that was um, that was something that I've been trying to do since I was a kid. I've been trying to get all the platinum relics, even just in Crash Three, ever since I was a kid. So then I yeah. thought, well, if I'm already been trying to do this, why don't I document my journey and talk about like all of that shit? And now the Insane Trilogy's got platinum relics, and I thought, well, let's just go through every single one that had platinum relics and just get them, and I'll make a fucking massive video about it for Bandicoot Month. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of a bit of both, really. Like I was trying to get the platinum relics in Crash Three. Um, I think it was um some call me Johnny who said it was on his bucket list in his Crash Three review from like 2014. Mm. He said, "Oh yeah, I've got a gaming bucket list, and trying to get all the platinum relics in Crash Three is one of them." Because that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, if you've if you've played Crash Three, especially the PAL version with oh. the ti- with the with the worst frame rate and the tighter time trial times, yes. then yeah, then you know the pain. And that's just Crash Three. But then I thought that I can't do that. I gotta do every single one because that would make an interesting video. Just doing right. one game isn't in and but the thing is old me would have done one game per video. I would have done Oh, uh, the harness levels on Crash 3, harness levels on Crash 4. But no, fuck it. Let's just do a massive video. Yeah. And you you can't... That, that, that's the thing. It sounds imposing. 202. It's better than just doing game by game in separate videos. Big number. Yep. So, so yeah, it's a bit... It's a, you're, you're kind of right. You've got it. You nailed the head on both ends. It's a mixture of both. It's partly I was going to do it anyway at some point when I, I've, I've ever wanted to... I've, I was going to do it ever since I was a kid. I've been desperate to do it just on Crash 3. 
And then I thought, well, if I'm going to try and do that anyway, like on streams and stuff in the future, then why don't I make a big old video about all the time I spent doing it? Um, and then I've actually got an excuse for my childhood self to actually do it. It's my job. That's the problem. It's like I've never had time to try and do it before, but now I've got the time because I'm making a video about it. So yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a mixture of both. There's not one over the other. It's a mixture of both. Yeah, I, I was watching the, that video when I was playing some Code Vein, which I've actually been a little bit into recently. It, it is like, you know, Dark Souls light, but it's like, uh, how can I put it? It's like my trash. <laughs> and I was, I was, I, was <laughs> I wanted to put something on in the background and I was like, well, I think Caddy's got a new video. So I put that on and I had to stop playing the game because I was getting too invested. <laughs> oh, thank you. But yeah, yeah it was it's... really, it was just, it was because I, I, at, at a point I was like starting to laugh at the delivery and I was like, I want to see that, that, that joke. Oh, that's and, the thing. Uh, like, I mean, I like I like it when people say they can listen and they can have me in the background. I love that. But then, like, when like, the, it, well, obviously, it's a vi- it's a video. It's a visual medium. So, like, a lot of a lot of work goes into how the edit works and how the the body language works and like the fil- the shots and everything, the the transitions and everything. All of that stuff is a separate entity too. Oh yeah. So when that goes well, I'm happy. But when it also goes well to be listened to, that also means I'm doing something right. So that's totally. that's good with me. Actually, you know, oh, wow, you know, I actually, like, it just popped into my mind something we were going to talk about originally. Because um, I was just thinking in my head, I was thinking, like, it is really funny that that my partner has been into, like, your content for so long at this stage. Oh. And, like, I've been into your content maybe for, like, a, a year or two. So not that long, like, in com- you know, comparatively. I remember you um, saying that in MAGFest, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but that—that's exactly the point I was going to go on to, Magfest. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, they, I, I just think it's really funny, and I I know that my my partner's probably going to be listening now because they really like yourself. Ha 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 ha! You got to talk to Caddy before you. Nah nah. Yeah, the guy that didn't know who I am is now talking to me, and the person who did know me is not talking to me. Oh, so. they in they were infuriated. Yeah, I cannot I'm sure. begin to explain. Oh dear. I had a little giggle. So sorry sorry about that, sweetheart. Um but yeah, so me and Caddy met at Magfest. Uh that's 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 where we uh we first kind of we first we first met really and it was because of uh, Super Butter Buns, the legend. Yeah, absolutely love buns more than words. First time say. I was first time I was meeting her as well. I'd been speaking to her for about two years up prior to that, and it, so it was the first time I met her in person, and the first time I had met slash spoken to you at all. Like, yeah, I, was, I know, right? <laughs> like you came up to me, and there, but the, the thing that was what I I always find this kind of daunting as well in any kind of con environment when somebody comes up to me, um, and they've got a little group of people around them, because then I'm ah. like, I should know you, shouldn't I? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and can see that. and so you came over to me when I was talking with Buns, and I was like, "Okay, you've got a small crowd of people around you. You are a, a famous a person." person. <laughs> and then, and but yeah, like pretending that you know who someone is, just don't fucking bother. Just be honest. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, but yeah, so that was that was the first time we met. So yeah, two Brits. We first met in fucking Washington, which is really strange. Um, but yeah, and it, it was really nice because I, I think I, I would say with with confidence now that Buns is like probably one of my my best online friends. Uh, I absolutely love it. Tra- I've, I've got I've got a few, but uh, yeah, Buns is definitely definitely one of them. So it was definitely uh, it was nice to finally actually meet her face to face. Oh, it was the same for you as well. Oh, cool. yeah, same. I've uh, obviously been talking to her for a for a long time, but um, first time I'd actually seen her in the flesh. Um, so that was definitely a, a unique experience in many fronts because it was the first time I'd ever been to America. God, was it really? It was the first time I'd ever been on a plane by myself. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I know. It was, it was pretty, pretty nutty. 
Um, so yeah, it was it was a whole a whole adventure. But yeah, there's a, another question here from a Scruff Tail, and uh, they say I'm really liking this combo. Eyes emoji, eyes emoji, eyes emoji. Blah, 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 blah. What's the most underappreciated game franchise that you each love? I'm really into trying new things at the moment, so this will be awesome to know. It depends what you mean by underappreciated. Underappreciated in terms of reviews or underappreciated in terms of fan base? I'd argue let's just for the sake of, you know, ease, let's just say both, either or. Because, uh, I mean, there's there's a few franchises that I feel, even if they're critically received really well, I feel as though they don't get anywhere near as much attention as they probably should. Shoot, um, fire away. Um, well, um, immediate ones that come to my mind are Oddworld, immediately. Okay. And but that's not because no one's heard of it. It's because I just think it deserves more hype, that's all. Sure. Um so there's Oddworld as a series. Um Max Payne. Where the fuck's Max Payne gone? Funny you should mention that because I went into CEX the other day and bought Max Payne on the PS2. <laughs> oh, I mean I would have recommended it on Xbox. It runs way fucking oh, better. Yeah, oh. Yeah, I've got I've got Max mind. Payne 1 and 2 on Xbox. But yeah, so there's there, there there was Max Payne like I love all of those games, Max Payne 1, 2, and 3. They're all fantastic, but he hasn't been around for like eight goddamn years. Don't know where he's gone. Um, then there's the skate games. Like um, EA, just, EA, EA just fucking abandoned them. But again, they sold decently. They reviewed decently, but I, I don't ever see anyone talking about them. So there's yeah. that. And then there's... I'm just looking at my shells now. I would say Katamari, sure. but I think that's kind of got more into public consciousness recently. I'd um, argue, yeah. Um... There's there's so many. Even I mean, even back back when I was a kid, even like um when Resident Evil Five came out, again, even though Resident Evil Four critically acclaimed massive I massive deal, before Resi Four, like I don't remember anyone talking about Resident Evil at all. So it wasn't until four when everyone started talking about it. So that's See, that's one. like the polar um, opposite for me. Like all of my friends loved Resident Evil, but I was too much of a of a of a pussy to play it. Probably it's probably then that I was just not getting involved. Then I suppose because I yeah I didn't I didn't play horror games until I was about fourteen. So okay, right. <laughs> yeah, probably that. But those those are the like immediate things that come to my mind things that i think have been abandoned and need a lot more love i would say the same thing for something like dead space but to be honest i thought dead space was already running out of ideas after the second one i i'm not a big fan of the second one anyway i think the first one is the best one um and then the second one isaac shut your fucking mouth i don't need it sorry i mean like why are you <laughs> speaking now like come on yeah you don't um, need to yeah i didn't i didn't need him to be like oh what the hell was that i don't i didn't need <laughs> that shit I just wanted to have me alone, spaceship monsters. That's all I needed, and that's what Dead Space One does. But yeah, Dead Space did not deserve to go in the way that it did. Um, but people talk about it, um, and I, th I, I'm glad that it went when it did because if it did anything else after Dead Space Three and it was a complete disaster, then that would have been quite sad. They can still salvage it from this point. I think they just needed to kind of like let it rest in a grave for a little, mo like a little bit. Yeah. That's that's the one way I see it. Um, oh, an so oh, another oh, another franchise which only has two games, and I don't know what the fuck has happened with them. I guess it's because I guess it's a licensing issue. The fuck, the fucking darkness. The darkness was a sick series of games. The darkness. I think. I think my partner really likes that. Okay, so it it's. I mean, the the reason they've probably been like been just left in the dirt after after game number two is probably because it's a comic book i'm pretty sure and there's probably licensing issues and yeah maybe there's a movie being done or something i don't know but like yeah you're a guy that's fucking possessed by this 
alien symbiote creature thing and you've got fucking tentacle arms coming out your back that try to control you and make you feel euphoric and you can hold fucking four guns at once it's brilliant um that sounds really fun yeah and it's all like cell shaded stuff well the second one is cell shaded so it's like over the over the top violent um and I and the good thing is with the second one is that it gives you a really cool stylish cutscene that fills you in on on the events of the first game. So yeah, you don't need to play that one, which is a little bit dated, but it's still very cool. And you've got um Mike Patton from Faith No More doing the voice of the monster that's possessing oh, you. Oh, brilliant! So it's like awesome, and he can do some fucked up things with his voice. So like, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So yeah, that's me. How about you? Um, so I have three off the top of my head, um, two of which are JRPGs, so they probably won't, um, anyway, I'll, I'll still tell you about them, because why not? Um, but one of them is, is, <laughs> uh, I think some people may predict what I'm gonna say, but the first one is the Legend of Ligaia series, which is a, it started off as a PS1 game, I've made a video on it before, um, but I do think it's one of the most criminally underrated, uh, JRPGs on the PS1, like, ever. It's it's so good. Um, it kind of incorporates this Legend of Dragoon style. Um, have you ever played a game called Lisa? No. Ah, shame. Um, so I'm trying to think of a good way to explain this. So it's kind of turn-based gameplay. But instead of regular attacks, you actually have inputs that you... There's like a, a little bar and you input like up, down, left, right into it. And your character will punch and kick up, down, left, right in their attacks. Oh. And you can learn, like, different arts by doing that and stuff like that. And it's really, really fun game. So many cool creature designs that you can, like, capture and summon. Um, just a fantastic game. And it, Legend sounds of Ligaia, a, hmm? it sounds a bit Space Channel 5. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely like, not. Oh, the enemy gives you things to say and then you and then you have to, like, do up, down, left, right. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's not like that. Like, you have as much time as you need to input your commands. Um, right. It's, okay. Yeah, so, uh, for example, it's, it, again, it's, like, turn-based. Okay, so there's, okay, weirdly enough, there is a Jungle Book game on PS1 <laughs> called Jungle Book Groove Party. And when you, and it's just a rhythm game. It's just a basic DDR rhythm game, but with Jungle Book songs. So, yeah. But there are power-ups when you're on the higher difficulties. There are power-ups that require you in the middle of gaps in the DDR rhythm game pressing that you have to input up, downs, lefts, and rights as quick as possible in order to activate the power-up on the next note. Oh my god. So maybe that's kind of similar. It sounds it. I, I don't know. It's really hard to explain to someone who's never played it. Like, it really is. I guess the only good way to do it is to just, like, watch an example. Because, um... It's more of a case of like, you know, like when you select like fire on Final Fantasy or something like that, and you have uh -huh. as long as you need to select fire. It's the exact same in Legend of Ligaia, but you can have as much as you need to type in your input. So that's like unlimited. You can have it there for as long as so, and you click up. So for example, up, down, up, you select that and then your character will execute it. Right. So they'll run up, and for example, up, down, up will initiate the technique somersault, and they'll do a somersault, and they'll fucking kick ass. So um, it's basically turn-based Final Fantasy RPG, except you need to remember every single fucking move's inputs. Oh, thankfully they do save the inputs that you uh, that you you learn. So, so what's if you... the point in doing the inputs? Why can't you just select the weapon or whatever? It's just fun, isn't it? <laughs> Is it though? It's, I I would argue yes. Um, okay. I've, I've it just seems really... like an unnecessary step to me. I think maybe for again, this maybe just be for like somebody who's maybe not that used to JRPGs. Uh, I think 
might not work very well for somebody who's not well versed in it, perhaps. Um, and from at the same time, I actually do understand that it might not be for everyone. I do. Um, but I guess for me, growing up as somebody who was used to pressing X on a move and just doing it, in Legend of Lagaia, there was so much interactivity and it was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. I'm actually doing the moves in the game. This is so cool. Uh, and then Legend of Lagaia 2 kind of shit the bed a little bit. It wasn't bad, but one of the first bosses you fight is a man's pet gorilla who he fucks. Um, and that that's a thing. And it shakes its, its ass at you seductively. Um, and that's a thing which happens in Legend of Lagaia 2. And uh, I might do a video on it one day to show you the, the clip of the man who fucks his gorilla. It's very weird. <laughs> Can I leave this podcast now? <laughs> no! Oh, you dear. agreed and we're sticking to it! Yeah, the contract's been signed. I can't get out. <laughs> Forged in blood. But yeah, that, that's why Legend of Lagaya, I, I think, may not be in, in the kind of... Uh, I, I would definitely like to do a video on two because it's definitely a bit of a of a uh, anomaly to say the least. Um, the second series I would say is the Atelier franchise. Um, the Atelier franchise is uh, it's it's pretty much the definition of cute anime girls doing cute things, but it it's just relaxing and it's nice um, and it's completely non-offensive. Like there's it, it's literally just. A group of alchemist girls. Well, usually each game has a single alchemist girl, and she's got to save her village in some way, in terms of like financial bankruptcy, or somebody's trying to find their mum. So there's kind of like a bit of an adventure involved. But the entire basis of the game is it's a JRPG, but there's some really cute alchemist hijinks going on, where you've got to actually dedicate a lot of your time to making potions and lotions and weapons and bombs and stuff like that um it's really really fun it's a great little franchise and i've done a video on one of the latest ones and i think it's uh it was it was my game of 2019 funnily enough or one of them anyway um so that that's another one but the the third one oh here we go i'm about to get into it it's it's a little bit of a meme i'm not gonna lie but i'm also how can i put it it's a meme but i'm dead serious uh runescape I don't think I I don't think that's a meme. I, I mean I I think there's loads of people that really love it. I mean Br um, Brutal Moose has done tons of videos about RuneScape. I love or at least Brutal he Moose. did he did like a few, he did a few videos about RuneScape. But yeah, it it looked like something. I remember loads of fucking people playing it back in the day. Like oh, I God, I never yes. did. I never did. It's not my thing, but like I remember so many people playing it um and school computers and shit like trying to figure out how to get past the school locking system and everything. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, RuneScape is, um, I, I, again, this is another thing I made a video on. I was kind of defending it from people who kind of scoff at RuneScape and they go like, oh, it's just an old MMO. All you do is click on things, bad graphics. And I went, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, Rune, especially old school RuneScape, which is the one I'd recommend to people. Old school RuneScape is just, it's just an adventure where you get to select whatever you want to do. There's no story driving you forward. Um, if you choose to do a quest, then there is a mini story, but it's, you know, you can literally choose not to do it and go off and do your own thing again. Um, it really is the, an MMO, which I don't think I've ever played one, which gives you this much freedom. Um, there's so much like depth that goes into some of the quests and they are, if you don't have a guide, you probably won't be completing them because they're so bloody hard. Um, 
has some great childhood memories of mine. Like, I used to play it when all my friends are playing World of Warcraft because my PC couldn't play World of Warcraft. I had to stick with RuneScape, but I was happy with that because I loved RuneScape. I did. I absolutely loved it. Killing cows in Lumbridge. Oh, is there a better feeling in the world? No, that's the answer to that. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I think if you're listening right now and you're going, hmm, what is RuneScape? Go and, go and try out old school RuneScape. It is, uh, it is, it's just great. I'm gonna throw Tom. I'm gonna throw Tomby slash Tomba in there. PS One. Oh, to see that the only thing I the only thing I know about that game is that uh, games done quick bit. Oh my fucking! You, you know the one, yeah. Everyone. I does would at really this appreciate point. if you stopped talking right now. Oh god! It, ooh, it. Have you seen the full stream? It's. I have. It's, oh, so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, everyone, 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 me, everyone memes that what those like highlights, but the whole thing is just amazing. It's yeah. It, it, so unfortunately, that's that's all I think about when I think of Tomba, which <laughs> so. is a shame because um, well, Tomba slash Tomby, like I, I back years like twenty fourteen again. This is different me, different time. I said that Tomby one was my favorite PS one game ever. And sure, that is a dated fucking opinion because <laughs> re- revisiting when I got my Vita and I and I downloaded both of them, revisiting um. Um, Tombi Two is the far superior game. Um, Tombi One has great. It's it's great. I would still give it a high recommendation. Um, and it's got a lot of charm and the graphics, especially, and the music is is fantastic. But Two just takes everything that the first one did and just makes it a better game. So, absolutely. But yeah, no, that that that's a series that needs to fucking come back. I miss those games terribly. But yeah, I was gonna ask actually, Clemps. So mm. you just listed three games um for your underappreciated um titles. i did think of uh one more but i don't think it's underappreciated in the community okay i think it's more of um how can i put this it's something which i think has just been forgotten about and it is final fantasy tactics oh no i, I think there's so many people that would agree with you loads of yeah loads of people say that's the best one yeah like so many people love that game myself included it's it is so dark for a Final Fantasy game. Like, there's some stuff which happens in that game which I can I can't even really say on like YouTube about getting my bum bum smacked. Um, but it's it's a it's a dark dark Final Fantasy game. But that that kind of gives it its own like unique flavor in the series. And uh, gameplay wise, I, I I've I've always kind of had like a bit of a uh, an interest in that kind of grid based uh, strategy style gameplay, and I, I really really enjoy it. Um, I'm even a fan of Tactics Advance, which is the one which a lot of people say is the poo-poo one. But um, I quite like it, despite it maybe being poo-poo. I think it's very, very fun. And uh, the the story of Tactics Advance is so unique, again, for a Final Fantasy game. It just makes it unique from like a kid's perspective. Um, do you have any idea what the story of Tactics Advance is? No, I don't. I'm Again, Final Fantasy, the, yeah, I'm, I'm new. Oh, I'm yeah, new. So, yeah, of course, of course. Sorry. To give you a very, very quick rundown on Tactics Advance, uh, the story of Tactics Advance is a bunch of kids find a book in a library and it transports them into the world of Final Fantasy Tactics, the video game. Oh. So it transports them into... The book basically recreates the world of Final Fantasy, the video game, in real life. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Last Action Hero, but with Final Fantasy. Dead ass. <laughs> um, and the entire point of the the game is that the main character, March, he knows that the world is just an illusion. And his entire point in the game is like, but you can't just live your whole life living in an illusion. You actually have to get back and face reality. 
So he, so March essentially becomes the villain for a lot of people in the game because he's trying to tear down their their perfect Final Fantasy world because he's like, no, we've got to go home. Like our parents are there. You know, like we've we've got to go home because we have responsibilities in the real world. Like you know, we our loved ones, all that, and like that's the it's whole. It's Ready Player One, but good. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that movie. I, I think everyone was way. I thought it was fun. It was stupid. It was it was good fun. I I might be jumping onto the hyperbole train. I've never actually seen it. I know I'm being one of those people. Um, but I'll, I mean, I'll it's not. It's not. It. It's not a good movie. It's it's it is just it's if you want harmless action oriented really fucking pretty really easy to follow if you want to turn your brain off it's 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 good for that and the thing is like i could say like oh that makes it bad on itself because you have to turn your brain off but i think there are movies that are designed where you have to turn your brain off to watch them like i think that's entirely that that's entirely their point and i think ready player one is that is entirely that point um so you you were gonna ask me something just before i went into yes i was yeah yeah so so you've now listed um well, I, well, before you listed the fourth one, I was going to just say you listed three games. One of them, you kill cows. The other one, there's a guy that fucks a gorilla. And the other one has cute anime girls. So do I need to call the FBI? Uh, no! no! <laughs> oh, no! What is, what is your internet history like, Clemps? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, officer, I'm clean, I swear. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't know, man. Like that whole Legend of Lagaya two thing. Trust me, when I first came across it, it was um, eye opening to say the least. Yeah, I'm, um, sure, I'm sure it was anal opening as well. I'm sure it was for the gorilla. But yes. <laughs> maybe not for me. No, um, maybe not for you. Oh, another one I can throw in as well. Oh, Con- condemned. Fucking condemned is incredible. Oh god, I know the name. I actually can't remember the game. Oh, condemned Criminal Origins. Condemned Two isn't as good as the first one, but it is. It's one of the best first-person horror games. Like people talk about fear and they talk about amnesia and they talk about all that shit, but Condemned like is one of my favorites. Maybe, maybe my favorite first-person horror game. Maybe, maybe below amnesia, but like it is so good. It's okay to sell it to someone who doesn't know. It's like it it's dripping in atmosphere but it's more survival horror than anything because you do have Ooh. guns but you have barely any ammo and um the 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 main thing that the game has going for it in terms of mechanics is that you basically um the, the main thing that the game has is me- melee combat based on trigger usage so what you can do is you can guard with the left trigger and swing with the right trigger and so oh. what you end up doing with all of the people in the game is that you have to guard them counter them um so it's not mindless you have to like time your swings time your guards and sometimes the people can like pretend to swing at you and then hold them hold their attack back so then you guard leaving you open after you're guarded and you're trying to deal with this in the middle of the fucking dark and they're all meth addicts and you're in fucking (laughs) places where there's mannequins that are stalking you and it's so fucking good it's so good and it every time you hit people it makes you feel that fucking impact so every like tooth you break every bone you smack everything is like it's really crunchy really loud it's really gruesome and it's like a 2000 and I want to say 2008 game on the on the oh, 360. Wow, okay. I want to say it's, it's a pretty old yeah, one. So it's an old one, yeah. Yeah, and the there. second the second one is way more fucking violent. It's just not as very good mechanically. But yeah, the first one I could recommend anybody give a shot. Interesting. Okay, see, I'm trying to think of any bloody horror games that I'd say like. like <laughs> uh, it's really frustrating because I love I love horror. 
as a genre, I absolutely love horror. It's my favorite movie genre to watch. If you streamed, if you streamed Condemned, I would watch every single minute of it because there are some th- shit. Shit happens, in, and, and 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 seeing as though you don't know anything about it, don't look up anything about it because there are some incredibly infamous scenes in that game that catch everybody off guard. And if you knew they were coming, it ruins it. So you need to go in blind, and you will not regret it. It's what such a good time. What platform did you say it was on? I mean, it's on PC. It's on. Steam, but I play. I played it on the 360 for the achievements because there's no achievements on the Steam version. So, but yeah. Okay, well, I might just I might just play it on. I might you know what? I actually might do that for Halloween. I might get it for like a Halloween game to stream. I think I'll just have a quick look. I'm pretty sure it's um condemned. Yeah, I won't search anything. Oh, 2006. It, Fuck, it's a wow. 2006 game. Ancient. Um, it is. 990 okay it's a bit expensive 999 but it is for a 2006 game it's fucking incredible like it looks great it sounds great it's violent as fuck it's actually quite difficult to get your ha- to get the hang of and okay yeah interesting well you know what i think i might have myself a new halloween game to play so that's quite exciting uh, there was one game i tried to play during halloween i swear to god i'm trying to re- remember its name but that there was a game I, I've, I've been trying to stream for the last two Halloweens, and I cannot, for the life of me, complete it. it it's called something like, um, uh, Visage. That's oh, the one. Oh, Visage. You, oh, I finished Ooh, it. That, I, oh my God, that game, I it's, cannot. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit freaky. It gets, it gets a little bit too overbearing for me. I think stuff like PT did it really well, but when you extend something like PT and then just do the same tricks over and over again... I I started to get a little bit like I could see what was coming sure. and everything, okay. but like yeah no um we did get stuck a good few times during that game. Yes. It's very fucking cryptid, but cryptic, not cryptid, cryptic. But um <laughs> yeah no I played that with um bless her with my um before she was thirteen she was twelve and she said can you play Visage because I want to watch you play oh. it and so it became when Amy went to bed and when she was a bit she was um nine years old so she went to bed and then the twelve year old me um the mum and the um seventeen year old all sat around and played it and we it took us about twenty two hours to finish but yeah that was a great time that sounds amazing it's I mean it is it is too bullshit it's ridiculous bullshit like I think we had to we had to look up what to do twice and that sucks oh wow. But, but like, yeah, as far as like experience goes, yeah, we won't be forgetting that one. That was a that was a decent one. It was fun. Yeah, I I, re- I remember um when I was streaming it, my my Twitch chat decided to troll me the entire time. Oh really? Uh, because I had headphones on, and they would drop me bits oh. when it was really quiet. So when it was, I was really tense as well. I was like, oh my god, literally, I'd absolutely, and they'd keep doing it, but at the same time, I'm like, but you're also giving me bits. So I'm not complaining, yeah. Yeah, exactly, it's like, You're I'm paying to be scared, but... you're paying to be paying, yeah, exactly. Well, to, to me, it was more like they were going, dance, monkey, dance, and like, throwing coins at my feet, but you know, I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll dance for some peanuts, why not? Uh, it's Halloween, we're all having fun, and uh, we're all going to be staying inside this year for Halloween, so woohoo! It's going to be a going to be a stream day, I think. Uh, but you know what? I think on that note, Caddy, we have gone a little bit over an hour and a half. So uh, Jesus, have we? Yeah, I know. Uh, hour and forty right Jeez, now. Jeez, I didn't even realise. Time flies. Abs- wow. This is what I mean. I told you we'd be able to get through all of the questions. Literally, you can... is there any? Is there any like? Are there any last minute questions we could answer quickly? Oh yeah, sure. Let's have a little look. There's one here which is quite fun. Um, it's from Burnt Ramen Five, and they say for either of you, what is your funniest childhood memory? Okay, I've I've got one. I mean, there's plenty. I've got one example. 
Okay, so this is, and this is gaming related, which is kind of lame because there's a load of other ones. Like, but I, if I have to keep it short, I'll keep it short. So this is this is one that um uh, sticks in my memory very very vividly. So um before my dad left us, he um. Um, he noticed that I was spending a little bit too much time on the PS1 because the PS1 was in my bedroom and that's where he would play the PS1 and he never got to play it after he got home from work and I was spending too much time on it most of the time anyway because it was in my bedroom. So right. they, they started um, imposing curfews and stuff. They, they basically, no, they didn't impose it. They threatened me with a curfew. I must have been about five or six years old at this point so they were saying like look if you can't control what you're doing and if you're getting really really angry and if you're getting upset then um then you then you you're just gonna have to stop playing it we're gonna have to like limit you to playing the ps1 so just make sure that you're not getting too addicted and everything will be fine problem is i was addicted and um (laughs) so one day i was playing tekken 2 and I was on my last character that I had to unlock every character in the game with. I can't remember. I think it might have been Michelle because I can't fucking play as Michelle to save my life. And um, I was playing as Michelle and I was on Devil. And Devil for a PS1 arcade fighting game is not, not, he's not easy, easy. He's not the hardest, but he's not easy, easy, especially if you're six years old. And one day I was stuck on Devil um, and you can just endlessly continue. You can continue, continue, continue until you give up. So I was stuck on this fucking fight, six years old. And um, I was getting frustrated to fuck. I spent about two hours on him and I couldn't do it. And it got to a point where I was so angry and so frustrated, I started crying. But I had to keep it quiet because if my mum found out I was crying, then she would have to come in and be like, okay, well, you've spent too much time on this thing. You're getting way too emotionally attached. So she would pull the plug and then give me my curfew. So I had to pretend that (laughs) like I wasn't crying, which was very difficult to do, especially if you're a kid. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, my dad comes in early from work. I wasn't expecting him to. So he comes into my bedroom and he's catching me in the middle of crying. So at that point, I'm like, oh, fuck, you've spotted me. So then I just start bawling. I just start like, I'm just in tears because I'm like, oh, shit, i have be caught anyway. So I might as well start crying. And then he's like, well, what, what, what the hell's the matter? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I knew he would make a curfew if I wasn't careful. So then while I was crying, I ran over to him and hugged him and went, I just missed you when you were at work. <laughs> That that is classic child bullshit. It didn't work. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but and that but that's just one example. There's loads. I mean, I've had my right arm dislocated twice because I was oh being my. fucking because I was being fucking lazy and I didn't want to get out of a beanbag while watching Thomas the Tank Engine. So that's a You're funny joking. one. Yeah, so that's a funny one. And my mum dislocated my arm twice trying to pick me up to get me out of the beanbag. <laughs> so that's so that's funny. <laughs> So, oh that, so that's another one there's there's loads but yeah those are the first two that immediately come to my head yeah i definitely have a couple which i don't think i've said on the podcast before um one of them is just like a classic bit of childhood delusion stuff um back in primary school um it feels great to say primary school not having to like instinctively change it to elementary um so in primary school and me and my friend Matt, uh, my best friend at the time, we we loved things like Digimon. We loved Cardcaptor Sakura. It was on TV at the time. Uh, we loved all of these shows with like uh, like Yu Gi Oh as well, like all of that stuff. Uh, we absolutely loved that kind. Actually, I don't think Yu Gi Oh came out until a little bit later, but whatever. Uh, we loved like those kind of like uh, early '90s anime shows. And eventually, we created these little characters. 
and Matt had created a, a little little monster called the Fire Dragon. Very original, Matt. Uh-huh. You fuck. And I came up with one, and it was called Catechus, and he was a fucking dope cat with wings that could detach, and they were made of rainbows. It sounds like a joke. It's not. Cool. Um, and eventually, for some reason, I don't know why, this ended up turning into the biggest two years of, like, bullshit that I've ever experienced in my life because we convinced each other that we could see our creatures in real life. Oh, Jesus Christ. We convinced each other and we would continuously play with our little invisible creatures at playtime and we'd do all this other stuff and we'd go like, my creature is much more powerful than yours. He can fly to the moon and all that. And we're like, whoa. And and then one day I was around his and we were, we were like in the garden and then there was like this arc at the end where all of a sudden reality started to fail Caddy and all of the monsters started coming in and then we got our little plastic swords and we were fighting (laughs) them off and I just yeah like we were like on the trampoline going like and then I decided to be like the best actor I was like I'm gonna act my ass off so I decided to like I, I I don't know how I did it, but I just started crying and like grabbing my arm being like, one of them's bitten me, one of them's bitten me. And then Matt was like, oh my God, are you okay? And then ever since that point, Matt actually started believing that it was real (laughs) because I was crying in pain. And Matt was like, yeah, Matt was like, oh my God, it is real. (laughs) I just can't see it. it it, And then eventually I was in school and I had to do this point where I was like, Matt, it was never real, was it? <laughs> and, oh my god, and, I'm crying. It was so great, and we had it was like it was like like the whole like oh we start a Santa the whole Santa thing, and it was just like it just never was real, was it, Matt? No. Oh no. It never was. <laughs> and we had this mo. It was literally like taking off our jackets and hanging them up, like the ending of Friends, <laughs> where oh they all god. leave the apartment. It was like we were leaving a part of us behind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I had a couple more that just popped into my head that were nice and quick as well. So. You know what, Fire because the, the other one of mine, it's really quick, but long story short, I still remember this. I still remember this memory and it's very, very quick, but we had a play mat when we were really young. I'm talking really young. I don't know, like the kind of thing where memories have just started to form. And I was playing on a play mat with um, one of my mum's friend's daughters called Phoebe. Um, and they, they'd closed the door and we were too small to get to the handle. Oh, and no. I, ju- <laughs> I just remember really needing to go to the toilet for a shit and I couldn't reach the handle. And I was like, right, no need to panic. But then 10 minutes started to pass and I was like, oh no, maybe it's time to start panicking. And Phoebe was like, what do you think my cat was? But in baby voice. And, uh, and I was like, I really need to go to the toilet. And then eventually that started to lead to <laughs> screaming for my mother, going, please let me out, let me out. And Phoebe was getting really scared because she knew I was about to fucking blast shit. <laughs> She's going, let him out, let him out. And then I just remember, you know that image on the internet of that kid and he's laying face down and there's like shit all over the walls. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like that. Is that and how was, the story ended? Is that how uh, the- It was like all over the play mat and like my mum was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was like, <laughs> and she never closed the door again. No, that's a, oh, that's a that's stupid a, idea. That's a classic like early childhood memory. <laughs> oh my God.
I, I well no there was okay there was one there was one that just popped into my head as well there was I, I was sure. I was obsessed with the Incredibles when I was younger and oh, um, I love because well, yeah I was ten years old when the first movie came out so I was like prime age to be sucked into that kind of thing I must have been twelve yeah um so um yeah it came out in two thousand four yeah I must have been twelve so um yeah I was ten years old and I was like obsessed with it and I and um I wanted to make my own superhero franchise so I did and I called it the Amazers. I love it. And that, that was one. Um, and another one was there was one time I was playing at a friend's house and he had got a Spider-Man figure and I, and I loved Spider-Man when I was a kid and I yeah. never, and I was never allowed a Spider-Man figure <gasps> because action, fi- action figures weren't really something that we got when we were kids. We did get them occasionally, but it wasn't anything like if I asked, there wasn't a guarantee. And every time I asked for one, I never fucking got one. So Ooh. one day um, I was at my friend's house and we were playing with his new Spider-Man figure and I stole it. I mm-hmm, I was gonna say I, I took I, I took it home I took it home and I put it in my cupboard in my, my in my toy cupboard and I'm I, I think I must have been eight years old nine years old and I put it in my toy cupboard and then for some fucking reason I don't know why I decided to g- pretend to rummage through my cupboard get the toy the and go mm-hmm. downstairs to my mum and go oh my god oh, look what I found this must have been from the previous owners of the house oh yeah classic. But I don't know why I did that. I could have just kept it a secret and no one would have figured out. I, I feel like it was probably that, like, a little bit of guilt. I must have been ignoring. guilty. Yeah, I must have yeah. been guilty. And then she was like, well, that's fucking bullshit. So go and take it back. So I had to walk home. And then instead of just saying, sorry, I, I took it and, that, and I was wrong. I said that we were playing Giants and I put it in my pocket and forgot to take it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that. And one more that one more before we um, before we wrap up as well. Unless there was any other quick questions that we can answer, like in one word. Oh, um, definitely not. No, they're quite meaty. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. So the one more was that um, when Beyblade was the big thing down my yes, village. Beyblade. When, yeah, when Beyblade was the shit um, down my village way, everybody down the village got um, like the really official, expensive ones, like the proper ones from Argos catalogs. And I, stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So they all had the official ones with all the official artwork and the official I like. If you're... I wonder Rip if you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Go I don't on. think so. But um, mm. anyway, so we got all of this shit. And um, yeah, so everyone down my village that was into Beyblade had these things. And they were a good 30 fucking quid for one Beyblade. They, were they weren't cheap. Um, so um, and like one of my friends, he had two Beyblades and he had the arena. He had the fucking like giant plastic oh. arena where you could like rip the cord and then just have fights until one of the Beyblades stopped spinning. Yeah. So we were like, okay, so this this dude is where all of our this is like the battle arena. His house is where we do our battles. Sure. Um, and I again, um, this is just the way I was brought up. I never got one. I never got an official one. But one day I used my pocket money at the fair that was a couple of miles away from where we lived. And I bought myself, um, I, I had a go at one of those stupid hook the duck things. And I uh-huh, got myself uh-huh. an unofficial Beyblade, right? Mm-hmm. And I must, it, it, well, I mean, a, a go costed me a pound. So it was like, I got an unofficial one for a pound, but at least I could join in with all of the Beyblade oh, yeah, battles, yeah, yeah. right? And then the, my friend who had the battle arena, he had then just got, do you remember the remote control one? No. Okay, so there was a remote control Beyblade. It was like, wow. it was like an RC car remote, which had a trigger. And if you pulled the trigger one way, you moved it left. And if you pushed it, it went right. Oh, wow. Um, It used magnets and shit. It was quite clever. It didn't fucking work half the time. But it was. <laughs> but the idea was that you kept on pulling the trigger at the right time to nudge the other Beyblades to knock them down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was about 60 quid. Like, cool. it really wasn't cheap. And so we had him with his 60-pound fucking Beyblade. 
and he was destroying everyone else's 30 pound Beyblade. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. hey guys, I got my own Beyblade now. And it was an unofficial one and it was a pound. I get this fucker out and I'm not even kidding. It destroys every single Beyblade. And I'll tell Amazing. you why. I'll tell you why. Because the official ones were plastic. Mine was made of fucking metal. <laughs> Mine was a metal Beyblade with, with, um, with like a metal saw blade ridge on it. And it fucking murdered everybody's, like it chipped plastic uh. off. You're and giving it, me like such great flashbacks for primary school. That <laughs> I, it was amazing. So I had this cheap ass piece of shit Beyblade uh. that was basically like a circular saw on a spinning top, and it just destroyed. <laughs> it, it chipped plastic off. It ruined artwork on the other people's Beyblades. Oh, no. And it, and there's my mate with his remote control sixty pound one trying to fucking stop me. And you can't stop metal. <laughs> you can't. And so yeah, I decimated everybody with my one pound fake Beyblade. So there oh, you go. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. Did, did did your um school have to like ban Beyblades? Oh, we banned Pokemon cards. We banned Beyblades. Yeah, same. I remember. I remember one time I I I I never bought my Pokemon cards into school because I was scared that people were going to take them. But there was one time where I got a Pokemon like um stationery set, like a pencil case or ruler or rubber. I was yeah. in class. I was in year year three. No, year two. I was in year two, mm-hmm. so I must have been five or six years old. And I got this um. Yeah, the stationary set, and I remember bringing it into school. The very day I brought it in, um, everything was taken. Everything, oh, every like no. the rubber, the pencils, the sharpener, the pencil case, everything was taken. And That's the second, awful. the second that happened, um, they decided to ban Pokemon from the school because it was like oh. you can't even bring your fucking pencils into school without them being taken because there's Pokemon on it. So, yeah, so we banned that. We banned that. Um, I don't know what else we banned. We did ban other things. Tamagotchi we banned at one point. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, Tamagotchi we banned. Uh, what else was there? I, I don't think. I'm, I'm sure else, there must have been something. Yeah, I can't think, but yeah, that that was that was our bad. I list. I think I think I've told this story on the cast before, but I guess it's like a as a finale. Um, I'll say this because it's it, it's always a fun story to tell. Yeah. Um. So again, I may have said this before. If I have, I'm sorry. You know, you you'll be hearing it again. Um. So, with the whole Pokemon craze, it was because of me and my friends that Pokemon got banned from the school. Um, oh. We were the thieves. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did, you you have, like, did you have, like, a drug ring? Did you have an illegal secret? I am un- not kidding. You oh, did. you didn't. Oh, no. So, you were stealing Spider-Mans. We were stealing Pokemon cards. Now, the thing is, I was a grunt. It was right? cu- it was currency back then. Matt, it was like stealing pocket money. Do you remember Matt with his bastard flame dragon? Yeah, fl- he was the ringleader. Oh, he was no. the bloody ringleader. That bastard. I'm joking. Matt's actually a really cool guy. <laughs> um, we we met up the other year, had a great time. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so Matt was the ringleader, and he used to get us the goons to go to the classroom when it was break time, and we we he told us to go in there and sneak through people's. Uh, trays, oh their little trays they, yeah. under the desks. Yeah, uh, I think our ones were just by the door, but same oh, concept. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to go through them, and uh, I remember that. I remember this clear as day. He told us to find the most expensive car, or no, the shinies anyway. The shinies, uh-huh. get the shinies and bring them to me. He said <laughs> with, with evil dripping from his tongue, um, and so we'd bring him the the expensive ones. I think we'd just get like. What we did, it's, even as kids, like, kids are smart. 
And I, I say this because I remember being a kid and I remember we came up like, well, like, don't steal too many. They'll get suspicious. Yeah. Take steal one at a just, time. Yeah, yeah. Steal just enough. So we stole like a few off the top and we bring them back to Matt. And then Matt, that bastard, he took like, I remember he got a Blastoise. He got, um, I think, a Kabutops and another one. And then he gave me and my mate Josh a fucking sand shrew. Oh, bloody yeah! And he yeah, was like, you, he was the CEO, he was the billionaire, exactly. and you were literally. The, yeah, okay. And I remember at that point, I remember thinking in my head, "This isn't right. Crime doesn't pay." <laughs> and Holy I was like, "This shit. is this is bullshit." And then I, I remember they 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 called me and a few of the uh, a few of the other boys from my year. They they called us into a an assembly, but no one else was there. Oh no. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know how I got away with it to this day. They didn't catch me. They didn't catch me. But they brought us in and they sat us down. And uh, the, 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 the deputy head at the time, he was standing, he went, I'm sure you've all heard about all of the Pokemon cards going missing. You could see people shuffling around awkwardly. You know, oh, shit. And he, he went up to each and every one of us and went, did you steal the cards? No, sir. Did you steal the cards? And I, I, I was at the time, I was like, no, sir. I wasn't being like, no, not me. Oh, I would never. Yeah, I was just like, uh-huh. like, yeah, play it, play it cool. I was like, no, sir. He he just moved on, and I I was I was shaking. I was like, I'm going to jail. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, you think that. You do I was think thinking, that. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get in jail for yeah. stealing. Yeah. And uh, or if not expelled, I was thinking, oh dear, we're naughty boys. Uh, and then after that assembly, that was when they they smacked down the uh the rule of no poke i don't think they even caught who did it they just knew it was going on that's the thing they knew people were stealing cards and they they like whittled down the suspects <laughs> and then they just like they were just like right you know what then if we can't if if you are stopping people from having fun then no one can have fun oh, y- you know yeah you that, did that's this. the yeah. idea yeah 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 yeah, pretty much. So, so then, yeah, but it's it's really funny because um, I, I I don't know if I said this in the when I said it last, even if I did, but I met up with Matt again the other year. Um, we meet up maybe once a year now, uh, and <laughs> it, it, we were going to see a movie, and we got out at the Cineworld car park, and he goes to me. He went, "Uh, Luke." I'm really sorry about all that Pokemon card stuff in primary school, and I was oh, like, "Matt, no. we were fucking children, mate." Like, for God's sake, how many years ago was that? Like, fucking 24 years? I don't know. How many God... God knows how many... No, it couldn't have been that. It must have been, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah like, for goodness sake. And then he just went, oh, good, good. I'm glad you're... For goodness sakes, Matt. But, yeah, he apologised to me. Okay, he, yeah. he also he also tried to uh, strangle me for my Ninetales card. It was brutal. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was brutal. I had a Ninetales card. And I remember this was when he was, like, he was greedy for power. He was he was like filled with <laughs> he was he he he'd had too much power and he was like that nine tails card I want it give it to me and I was like no I shan't give it to you and then oh, he started no. strangling me for it okay and so it, while we're talking about stealing Pokemon go on, cards go on, okay yeah. so I this isn't crazy but like the Pokemon card stealing thing even when it was banned from school where I was even after that it still became a bit of a problem when like other kids went to other kids houses to playtime and shit and so one of my friends who was the same friend that had the remote control Beyblade he had um um a sh- I don't know if it was a shiny or not but he had an Omastar card that weird oh, yeah. fucking shell one with the tentacles mm-hmm. 
and the horrible hmm. teeth. Yeah, um, love that guy. Yeah, so he had a card of Om- it was either Omanite or Omastar. I'm pretty sure it was Omastar, but like he had this card. But all of his Pokemon cards, his mum had the great idea to staple them with oh, like, for with a God's no 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 sake. with a hole punch with a hole punch. Oh stop! So because it was like, well, look, if anyone steals them. We know they're your cards because we fucking hole punched them. So it was like, okay, good idea, I suppose. In concept. In concept. Completely ruins the card a little bit. But yeah, so I have got one card in my deck that has a little (laughs) hole punch in the top right corner because I wanted that Omastar. (laughs) And yeah, so he's the only one that has a hole punch in it. But yeah, I took that one. Ah, I love that. I love that. That was a great way to end the story. Yeah, yeah, this is this. Guess what? Now I have that bloody cards yeah. mine now that's amazing but you know what i think that is a that's a great point to end it i i, I do think I, I this is why i always love getting these types of questions mm, yeah i it's like I, I love talking about video games i do but there's something really like pure about talking about these kind of memories that just make me so like happy i don't know yeah. there's something about it just really, we weren't really the fun. only ones we weren't the only ones <laughs> yeah seriously like there are so many people out there with funny stories about their childhood but yeah anyways man look the the podcast is now is now over uh so what i'm gonna ask for you caddy is uh do you want to tell people who may not know about your content where they can find you you can find me on youtube and twitch which is caddicarus c-a-d-d-i-c-a-r-u-s which is uh, now i just made that sound really complicated caddicarus <laughs> but with cad instead of kid there and you go. and 2Ds. But yeah, I'm I do monthly YouTube videos which are fucking massive and cover many 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 stupidly bad games in one video. They're like they're like marathon videos and they're ridiculous and stupid and we go out to film and there's blood and there's sweat and there's crying and there's <laughs> loud and that's it really. So and we we kill the children multiple times. So yes. yeah, so that's so that's what um I do on YouTube and then I just stream whatever I want to stream on my Twitch channel every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So yeah, um, I'm. Hopefully, I will see you guys there. All right, fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much, Caddy, for joining, and uh, thank you everybody for being so patient as well. Um, I know it's been a little while, but you know, still, regardless, I do appreciate all of the repeat viewers. Um, but yeah, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining, and Caddy, it was a pleasure, and I would love to have you on again sometime, even if it's on a, a Twitch stream or something. Just pop on. Oh, in. sure, yeah. If you do condemned, yeah. I'll join in. Oh, fantastic. That sounds like a that's a brilliant idea, actually. But yeah, all right then. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, anyways, thank you so much for joining, guys. I'll see you all later. Bye! Bye. <laughs>